0: Todd Morton would like to thank Original Cinematic for sponsoring this week's episode. Original Cinematic is a production company that has made it their mission to create, produce and promote films that are inclusive, honor women, promote the LGBTQIA community and provide prominent positions and roles to POC actors and filmmakers and promote the films of marginalized and underrepresented populations. These are all things that are extremely important to our podcast as well.
1: Original Cinematic is proud to be a WGA signatory company and they fully stand by the WGA and its members in their fight for extremely reasonable standards. Accordingly, they are not accepting scripts or treatment submissions at this time, but both William and Xena Rush are available via email free of charge to discuss writing and provide input and resources to all aspiring writers. Their information will be made available in the show notes. Ahead of the strike, William Rush has individually produced numerous projects, including Coffee with Baba, Day by Day, They Slay, Before, Pack is Here, Abiquiu, The Winemaker, and Where Do You Draw the Line.
2: Two feature films, Group and Immersion, are slated for release this fall. Absolutely no picket lines will be crossed and no collective bargaining agreements will be violated in the making of either of these films. And very generously, Original Cinematic is providing all Podmortem patrons with a special link to view these films. If arrangements can be made, they will even schedule a virtual or in-person screening for our patrons. We cannot thank Original Cinematic enough for their contribution to our show and the horror community as a whole. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program.
0: Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband, and my brother.
1: Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter.
0: This week we're recording live from an ill-fated inspection discussing the nineteen ninety-three sci-fi adventure thriller Jurassic Park. This film was directed by Steven Spielberg based on the novel by Michael Crichton with a screenplay by Crichton and David Kep. Fascinated by the premise of Crichton's novel, Spielberg had his eye on the film rights before it was even published. Despite Crichton's firm $1.5 million fee for the rights, Universal beat out the likes of Joe Dante, Richard Donner, and Tim Burton and awarded the rights to Steven Spielberg. Inspired by King Kong and his own adaptation of Jaws, Spielberg would partner with an iconic cast to make an unforgettable film. Jurassic Park would go on to win multiple Academy Awards and become the highest-grossing film of its time. More importantly, not only did this film spawn a new generation's interest in paleontology, but it has cemented its place in the heart of people of a certain age. This film was recommended to us by friends of the show, Eggie, Molly Gerhart, Brittany Ramatar, Kristen Lofton, Megan M., Blaine Hancock, and M. We want to thank each of them for their support as well as for this suggestion. So... What did you guys think of jurassic park the first time you saw it
2: i can't remember and pinpoint the exact time when i seen it but i know i was probably i was probably like 11 12. um i do remember watching this a lot and i remember then seeing it i was like oh shit, how did they get dinosaurs there like where? They- <laughs> <laughs> like you know y- you know i was old enough to know it wasn't real but it's like that shit looked so good it was like, damn, it was like, man, how did you guys, you, y'all really find dinosaurs for this shit? <laughs> um, but I, I remember loving the movie and even as an adult, watching it again. Uh, and I remember watching it and then telling you, I was like, man, that movie was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I still love this movie. And I guess I fall into that people of a certain age because
1: like, I really, really enjoy this movie. So I know we saw it as children. Mm-hmm. I am taking everyone's word for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it came out, I was two years old. Right. And so I, I was making memories, but I was only holding on to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say that I rewatched it last year for the first time since childhood. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of felt like a first time watch, but then there were all these familiar moments that I was like, oh, wait a minute. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I was making. <laughs> <laughs> memories. It's in there. It's somewhere. Um but I will say you know it's it's a lot of fun. It, it it's really I think what is so staggering is exactly what JP said. There are moments that you're like I don't know how you did this yeah. in 1993. Yeah. And knowing what I know now cuz I know we've all done a lot of research. A <laughs> yeah. lot. Um seeing everything that went into the film is very impressive. Mm-hmm. It's really in all honesty it's, it's a cinematic achievement, but it's also a technical achievement mm-hmm. as far as filmmaking is concerned and really was a turning point for using computer graphics in this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Using it this much. Um I will say that I appreciate the character arcs in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I would like a little bit more character in some ways, but then again, you're like this is a spectacle. It's like yeah. what, what what are we doing here? <laughs> what you are know? we even doing here? Yeah. So I mean, I, it's in the thing is is that even if there's a little less character and more emphasis on what we're seeing, the cast is amazing. Yes. Oh yeah. And so you're like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't have to worry about any of that. Um it's just very well crafted and um one thing I do have to say. <laughs> um horror. Uh-huh. I think that if we we can look back into all of the discussions that we've had on Discord, all of the comments that I've made T. on previous episodes of Talk Mortem, tread and very I think lightly. It's just important that we all know <laughs> that I've always maintained <laughs> That I mean, in just uh, logically speaking, right? <laughs> that, you know, Jurassic Park mm-hmm. is a horror.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will flip all this shit over the entire Discord right now. Just unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: no no, just come a back. liar. No, come back,
0: look. Okay, here.
1: <laughs> let me put it this way. Maybe I was saying all that shit <laughs> <laughs> because I was playing the long game. <laughs> because <laughs> so no one would know exactly. that we could do that. Yeah, and. Because whenever we all got together and I was like, hey, the 30th anniversary is yeah, yeah, yeah. like tomorrow, I think.
0: Yeah. From when we record this. Yeah. Long game.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, when <laughs> when you said
0: that, when we were projecting the schedule for June, I was like, who the fuck is on my phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who is this?
1: Well, I had a change of heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a massive, a change massive change of, of heart. A massive change of heart. But-, but- no, as you said, it is the thirtieth anniversary, and mm-hmm. I think that this can be. I was gonna say now, a lot of y'all are probably saying this is not a horror film. So anyway, <laughs>
1: well- <laughs> <laughs> like I did with Zodiac. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a creature feature. It's it's, you know, we're getting a little a little more um, well, flexible.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, Steve said some stuff. He did. Not Steve. (laughs) Well, he's Steve right now.
1: (laughs) 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 When we disagree with him, he's Steve. Yeah. Uh, I watched a little mini documentary called Return to Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. I know JP watched it as well. Yeah. Dawn of a New Era, I think. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, They had talked about the beginnings of the film, and he did say that after he had read Crichton's novel, he didn't want to make a creature feature or a regular horror film. And I feel like a lot of people try to distance themselves from that label yeah because spielberg also said that he wanted to make jurassic park jaws on land
0: yeah that yeah <laughs>
1: but that's a horrible, that's a horror film <laughs> yeah. and he took
0: inspiration from king kong
1: which is a classic but yeah. you
0: know that's fine you know sometimes we make things and we don't know what they're gonna be received as or what they're gonna turn into yeah, yeah. so what does spielberg know you know what yeah, i mean seriously <laughs> about film right yeah. right i mean we've all this guy right yeah. um no but me my first impression (laughs) i remember seeing this i know that we watched it as kids i remember watching it (laughs) as a kid um (laughs) but then i didn't watch it for many 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 years and i talk a lot about um in 2020 when we were doing movie nights every night Mm -hmm. and this was one that we um watched and i was like oh jurassic park like yeah i i know jurassic park you know whatever but watching it, I'm like, <laughs> it's good. Bitch, yeah. How are you almost 30 years old and you look <laughs> this good? Yeah. And you're still, I mean, it, it was still. It <laughs> Wait, was such so a- Jurassic
1: Park's the B word in that sentence? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the B word? Yes. Okay. Um, I was just really impressed visually. I was having such a great time with the characters. And like you said, there are a couple things and there's a couple plot holes and there's a couple things <laughs> that are set up and then we just kind of move past it. Yeah. I know logically. That there are those moments i know critically that there are those moments watching it for the show
3: mm-hmm.
0: i don't care like you <laughs> said i would like a little more character development but i do, you know that's not what this is no and i'm queen character you know yeah fleshing out your characters this is we're, we're all here for the same thing right
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean what's that t-rex gonna do yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is she thinking you know what i mean um no but it's a. Uh, it, it is such a fun time like I said in my intro, sparked a generation, uh, you know, a whole new group of people interested in going into the field of paleontology. And that is so special. That, you know, there's something amazing about that. And there is... This isn't a, a movie that I talk a lot about hyper fixating on films when I was younger. This is not one of them. No. But watching it as an adult, I feel nostalgia for it. I mean, it's weird. It's yeah. just it's just a really special movie. I don't know how else to explain it.
2: No, I it and it is because even watching it as an adult, I still sit there and I'm like, "Oh, wow." You feel like you're <laughs> but, fine. But, yeah, but I'm like I know the I know th- I there's no maybe one of them's real, <laughs> but you know, uh, but it, it does, and it, it was it also wasn't it was a movie I watched a lot, but it, like like you said, the hyper fixate on wasn't anything like that. Yeah. But then when they they made sequels, they whatever, and then it was like, oh okay, and yeah, they they don't all there are the later f- movies aren't as all as good as the first one. Okay. The first one, they're never gonna top what they did there. Um, but it it is something that like watching it. I do still feel like I'm 11 years old. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this is fucking, oh, what's going to happen next? I know what's going to happen next. You just watched it. yesterday.
1: Yeah. I think it goes with what we learned from that little documentary is um, whenever we get that feeling of like childlike wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spielberg himself was talking about the mindset that he put himself in when he was making it. He said that whenever he was a child, he was fascinated by dinosaurs. He said dinosaur names were probably the first long words he ever learned. Aww. yeah. And so whenever he's talking about that, he said when he's on set, he's trying to put himself back in the mind of that child whose father was taking him to these museums to look at these dinosaur bones. And he's just in awe. Yeah. And you see him on set directing and he's directing with such like eagerness and yeah. just I love excitement <laughs> and it is very childlike
2: yeah that that was something too in that interview that i that i liked was they were talking with the cast in the interview he's talking with joseph Mazzello, and he's saying he was saying how much fun they had with him directing them and make and doing the movie he said that they looked at him not as a child actor but as part of you know what I mean? The crew and that he would ask Aww. them, what do you think? How do you think we can make this better? How we can, like, I bet a lot of them said that. And yeah. I was like, man, that's fucking great. And you can feel it in the movie
1: too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you notice I said Spielberg instead of Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so now. It's they, respect. Yeah. That's his part. <laughs> But he did. They were talking about um, the beginnings of the project. It's wild how much went into this film. Yeah. Uh, From the beginning, they knew immediately before the novels even published, Universal, I believe, secured the rights to it for Spielberg. Yeah. Damn. And so they knew what they were planning and they saw these themes in this novel. Spielberg was very attracted to these ideas that are forwarded in Crichton's novel that we do get a lot of... Kind of deep explorations that do fit. That's why I'm saying the film itself, there is a lot of it that has that nostalgic factor. Mm -hmm. Feels very much like it was made in the 90s. But then at the same time, there is a timelessness to it. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is the conversation that happens in this film about science. Yeah kind of you know that could versus should that shit
0: hits different when you're an adult i'll say that it Mm -hmm. hits
1: different when you're an adult it hits different when you're an adult in 2023 yeah Yeah. because we're seeing some weird shit going (laughs) on to put it mildly (laughs) (laughs) but um i do i do want to talk about um some of the stuff that's going to come up later as far as the technical side Mm -hmm. but there was something along the lines of pre-production beginning and then them actually starting production that day to that day was 25 months
3: holy shit yeah
1: it's unbelievable when you think of it that way because that's how much research that's how much um planning all of the special effects had to be designed Mm -hmm. different ideas for certain dinosaurs what they were going to look like their skin texture like i mean everything yeah and so also looking back you see obviously jurassic park is like just a smash But in that interview, Spielberg was talking about this idea that maybe... (laughs) And it's just funny to think about now. He said, maybe the public wouldn't buy into this idea. Yeah. And then it becomes one of the biggest films (laughs) ever. But to me, I I love seeing a creative on that level still have those doubts. Yeah. yeah. Because that shows not only do they care about what they're doing, but they also have that level of not... I don't want to say insecurity, but i mean i relate to it is what i'm trying to no, say. No,
0: for sure <laughs> and i mean it's easy when you're blown up like that to just get complacent yeah, yeah, yeah. and look at what all these people are saying about me anything that i put out is going to be amazing you know yeah. what i mean But the fact that he's like well, i don't know, I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that dino- isn't in- that's
1: endearing <laughs>
0: dinosaurs yeah because <laughs> he's
2: not just trying to put out another lamp
3: monster
0: no no, no. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's like <laughs> we're, we're doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, before we endorse this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmorn was a very in-depth podcast and thoroughly discussing horror films. We have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film. Then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's mesquite go. Ominous music plays over credits against a black screen and we get the title card Jurassic Park.
1: One thing I did uh, really appreciate was how the title card of the film with the logo mm-hmm. is just simply the logo of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we see it so often,
0: a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. on everything,
2: but it's it's very noticeable and memorable. Yes. You know- yeah, yeah. You don't even need the words. If you just see the the dinosaur in the middle thing, it's like, oh, that's Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: It's it's just iconic. Yeah. That's one word that will, don't turn it into a drinking game.
0: Oh, no. Because it's tr- it's yeah. so true. But the film opens properly on a shot of trees moving as something large moves through them. A crew, each of them wearing orange Jurassic Park helmets, <laughs> watches stoically.
1: I thought with the trees moving, I was like, we're diving, like, because the suspense is building. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're diving right into this. These three dudes are going to be fighting a dinosaur.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This shit is wild. Yeah. Robert Muldoon, played by Bob Peck, holds a gun, serious and waiting. A crane lifts a huge container through the trees and up to the crew. They guide it down gently and we get text that reads, Isla Nublar, 120 miles west of Costa Rica. Something, we don't know what it is, <laughs> growls inside of the container, but Muldoon instructs the pushing team to move in.
1: I think I was, again, too invested at the start <laughs> because I was like, oh, wow, they're fighting a dinosaur. Oh, wait, no, it's a box. Oh, wait, there's a dinosaur <laughs> in the box.
3: <laughs> Where lot, is the dinosaur? It's a lot of emotions. <laughs>
0: But the pushing team does move in, one man getting the shit scared out of him when the thing inside the container shrieks. Muldoon tells them to have the tasers ready and instructs them as they push the container. They slide it between metal pillars with lights.
1: There is a shot, I don't know if it's at this moment or coming up, mm-hmm. but I was very proud of myself because the way that it's framed, the way that the lighting is and the way that the silhouettes are, Right. I said there is no other person that shot this film but Dean Cundy and Mm -hmm. I was right yeah Yeah. I was so excited and a little fun fact thanks to letterbox this is the seventh film we've covered that was shot by Dean Cundy oh no holy shit more than any cinematographer on podmortem
0: I mean hell yeah he's doing the damn thing But the lights go from red to yellow to green, and Muldoon tells them to step away. He then calls upon the gatekeeper, Geoffrey, played by Geoffrey C. Brown, who climbs a ladder to the top of the container. Following orders, he raises the gate, opening one of the walls of the container. Dramatic music mounts, but the creature throws its weight against the container, and Geoffrey's mission is thwarted. Not only does he lose his grip on the gate, but he is thrown onto the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Once he rolls over, he is snatched and dragged, screaming into the container by something unseen. Someone holds Jorfrey so that he's not lost completely, and we see glimpses of the creature attacking him and the sharp eye. I'm just gonna say it of a dinosaur. Oh (laughs) shit! I
1: told you there was a dinosaur in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Muldoon screams at anyone to just shoot her, but we watch Jorfrey's hand slip away as he's taken. Hold on say it right what
2: come on how did you say it the <laughs> way he said it i want to hear you say it yeah
0: <laughs> i want you to he's say it he's so in fact <laughs> how did you say it
2: no you tried it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've gotten in enough trouble with my accents, okay? No, it's it's great
2: because shoot huh <laughs> You got to fucking shoot the dinosaur man. For real though, but
0: the ow, Dinosaur man <laughs> But how that scary was, That was Godzilla how, yeah. <laughs> right, how, sorry. how scary would that be? Oh. oh man. I think this thing
1: is really just showing me that if if one if one mistake can lead to this <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah Should we really doing any of it no i
2: that's (laughs) the moral of all yeah (laughs) plus think about you're watching this you're just one of the guys on the sidelines with the tasers are supposed to shoot her or Mm -hmm. whatever um and it's like oh no i don't want to do that next it's like the next time (laughs) yeah right
1: he's gone he's gonna make one of us do that
0: it's like it's never uh, gonna be my turn
1: (laughs) so we're done doing this yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think the thing that got me is that he told them to get their tasers ready he yeah he and, and then this thing happens and they're like oh damn well, yeah. this,
0: <laughs> they're just watching this, <laughs> is rec- this is a recurring theme i don't think anyone i'll say anyone who works for jurassic park is taking things as seriously as Muldoon. yeah and everyone should be listening to him <laughs> <laughs> but he does you know shoot up. Yeah, and um the sound of gunshots echo as we transition to a river
1: so that was a lot robin yeah Yeah. (laughs) what an
0: opening right yeah
1: and a very abrupt transition to such a peaceful yeah yeah like is we gonna get more
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know i think that i think it's fine okay okay. yeah i that was the scary part i think everything else is fine
1: so it's not a horror film no
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it's the yes yes (laughs) but on screen text reads mano de dios amber mine in the dominican republic Donald Gennaro stands on a raft and is pulled across the river. He's greeted on the other side by Juanito Rostano, played by Miguel Sandoval, and he greets Gennaro warmly. But Gennaro was upset that he heard that someone named Hammond isn't even here. He reminds Rostano that they're facing a $20 million lawsuit from the family of the worker that was killed. And he is appalled that Hammond can't even see him. So that's what happened at the beginning. Yeah. His family is suing them yeah. for $20 million, <laughs> which they should.
1: Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's in the contract. You might. Get- Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sign right here. <laughs>
0: But Rostano explains that Hammond had to leave early to be with his daughter because she is getting a divorce. Gennaro follows Rostano as he argues that they've been advised to deal with the situation now. He slips on a rock. Rostano helps him up and he just continues like it didn't happen. <laughs> 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 Props. I would have just laid on the ground. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm embarrassed. I'll get an associate to come do this. I can't. I can't. I can't face you again.
0: Right. <laughs> He says that the underwriters feel that the incident involving Jorfrey has raised safety questions about the park. Big shock.
1: I got to be honest, man. What a reach. This, but what we already know, at least going in, is this is the most dangerous park (laughs) in the history of parks. Raising. They should be... We're
0: just setting up. Yeah. And somebody has been killed.
1: Not one. You haven't had opening day. No. Yeah, if this is what
2: we're looking forward to nah. not only
0: is it just someone but somebody who is trained and you know what i mean yeah yeah
1: they had tasers ready yeah Yeah. and still (laughs) and this is what happens yeah
0: but he says this is making their investors anxious so to appease them he had to promise to perform a thorough on-site inspection this stops Rostano in his tracks. He laments that Hammond hates inspections because they just slow everything down. But Gennaro points out the fact that they will pull their funding and that will slow them down even more.
1: You know, the thing about inspections is they're necessary. right? Literally. <laughs> they're, they're
2: very necessary. I know that they can be annoying, but they are for the safety of the occupants and to protect the occupants valuables in the building and the building itself. You know what I mean? Uh, a professional ensures that they're there and there's nothing there that there's nothing that they're missing that's gonna go out later or fail in the structure so you need to get all this inspected if one of those again fucking dinosaur was in there (laughs) you see he was waiting yeah he was waiting well he was he was waiting He's like i'm gonna be calm and then when you come over here i'm gonna I'm going to push it away from the wall and I'm going to bite you. <laughs>
0: and he did. He fucked me no, up. No, he
1: did. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it seems like it's a zoo as much as it is a theme park.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They one, even say that later.
1: One screw loose. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, this needs to be ship shape. And that's yeah. the thing
0: is, is John Paul, you're saying how important these things are. This is just for a regular ass like business. Yeah. Yeah. You have brought <laughs> dinosaurs yeah. into the mix. <laughs> like yeah. their teeth are very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite big. I don't
2: know if anybody told you. <laughs> we don't know anything about no, dinosaurs like that. This no. shit is
0: dangerous. But worker at the mine, played by Adrian Escober, rushes up to Rostano and tells him something urgently in Spanish. Without another word to Gennaro or acknowledgement of what Gennaro just said, Rostano leaves. We cut to him entering the mine, Gennaro trailing behind him, still advising that if two experts will sign off on the island, then the insurance will sign off. He says that he got Ian Malcolm, but the investors think that he's too trendy and they want Alan Grant. (laughs) Dude trendy. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) He's very trendy. (laughs) Rustanio laughs at this, saying that they'll never get Alan Grant out of Montana genaro asks why not
1: there's just a lot of exposition here yeah. <laughs> but
0: come on man like uh,
1: well yeah they
0: said um that or er, Crichton said that this film is about 20 percent of his novel really yes like there's a sequence later that they i'll, I'll point it out when we get there but that is A very dense part of the book that Spielberg was like, we gotta find a way, we gotta find a way to get this across (laughs) in another way. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: some stuff just doesn't work on film. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I mean, Crichton built like this whole, you know, it's it's always there's always more in the book. Right. But I feel like they it it is, but they (laughs) got (laughs) it.
1: But the you'll never get him out of Montana. (laughs) I do not know this. Why not? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Tell me why. Yeah. But Ristano takes the giant piece of amber that he came for and calls the other men around to look at it. In a very somber tone, he tells Gennaro that Alan Grant won't leave Montana because he's like him. He's a digger. Ristano smiles and chuckles at the amber, and we zoom in to reveal a mosquito preserved inside.
1: So this tight shot is very important. Mm -hmm. I understand we're going to learn all about this. Yeah. Yeah. um, But it was funny to me because what we see later in regards to Hammond, I think that this is his. (laughs) (laughs) Like we got one for you. We'll see how this one's used.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we cut to a crew gently sweeping sand away from a large and intact dinosaur skeleton. Text tells us that we're in the Badlands near Snakewater, Montana. Someone comes over and calls out to Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler, telling them that they're ready to try again. He stands and we finally see Dr. Alan Grant, played by Sam Neal, and Dr. Ellie Sattler, played by Laura Dern.
2: Yeah, he was in fact knee deep digging right he was
1: he was (laughs) (laughs) he'll never leave montana never (laughs) (laughs) um this is when i really 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 realized this cast yeah Yeah. and then of course who's coming later yeah it's man unbelievable yeah Yeah.
0: i had um read potential actors that they had in mind for them and it was i was like i read that they offered grant to harrison ford and william hurt i can
1: see harrison ford doing it but Sam uh, Neill is brilliant. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's perfect. That's the thing. Um, Sandra Bullock was almost Ellie. I could see. And there's some, you know, other characters that we'll meet later on. That yeah, it's just I uh, you I personally can't imagine it being anybody other than them. Uh huh. Um, and uh, Spielberg was quoted to say that he decided to go with actors and not movie stars. Okay. So I was like, you know, yeah, all right. and whatever decisions that you yeah. made <laughs> they work for me and yeah they,
1: i think they had said that laura dern was his first choice no matter who auditioned love that oh nice i think she was just nominated for an academy award the year before this Hell Oh Hell yeah, yeah. So, she's great yeah
2: i love harrison ford but even as much as i can remember he's always given like an old man vibe <laughs> so i don't really see him doing the shit that sam neill does in this movie and like being
1: fluid well
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not flu.
1: Well, but when he was well, we just saw him like doing all the shit and what lies beneath. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're a little fresh in right. mind with that. But he was also Han Solo. He, he was. was he but was. they
2: weren't running from dinosaurs. They were flying in spaceships.
0: Well he could fly a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting down though. Yes. <laughs> they yeah, were no. ready for <laughs> For me, Sam Neil's just hard to beat with anybody. No. I just is. I adore him. But Grant mutters that he hates computers, and as Ellie wraps a bandana around his neck, she jokes that the feeling is mutual. Nevertheless, they wrap their arms around each other, and they leave the site and head toward the man that called them.
1: I have to say, before we get to this point, just the idea, in my mind, I think it would be incredible to dig into the ground and find one bone. (laughs) <laughs> Let alone a whole ass smiling skeleton. I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> all skeletons are very happy that you found them. <laughs> I don't know um how I would even react to this. No, I,
2: I. You know what? I never thought about that, but I bet that would be very fucking exciting.
0: The piece that they were working on too was yeah. huge. Yeah, dude. And they're all just yeah. <laughs> sweeping it away. It's like, wow, you're fucking be... doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: that's crazy. They actually had jack horner a paleontologist yeah as like a consultant on the film and so a lot of the stuff that we hear coming from sam neill obviously i'm sure a chunk of it's from the novel mm-hmm. but a lot of it is from jack horner including one of his theories that sam neill is very married to in this film yeah <laughs> or dr grant i should say
0: <laughs> no, sam neill. he isn't playing himself now is this little jack horner from the rhymes no i do not know if it's rhyme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys taught me this rhyme which is really just a rip off of miss Muffet, it really
0: is yeah, or uh, maybe she ripped him off oh. no she did it first <laughs> <laughs> no. i don't know i don't even know what a tough it is but
1: i think it's a table
0: <laughs> <laughs> in my head it's a mushroom yeah that has to be like just... that had to be an illustration somewhere yeah. that got baked in we we're way off topic <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what was the spider doing
0: <laughs> he scared the shit out <laughs> of her <the spider. laughs> Oh, i'm just trying to eat my curds and whey yeah. dude. <laughs> he wanted the curds and whey oh that's a um, chair
1: <laughs> sorry go ahead
0: What happened next? (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) The crew blasts a radar underground and the entire group crowds around a computer to watch the results. The guy operating the computer explains that the results should be immediate. As soon as the radar is shot into the ground, the bone bounces the image back. The image loads onto the screen and he muses that the new technology is incredible. After a couple more years, they won't even need to dig anymore. But Grant asks, where's the fun in that?
1: See, and that's kind of how I feel. Like there's a lot of it that I think just the process of it
0: and the discovery. Yeah, yeah
1: instead of just being a machine. And also, it's very funny to hear him say this technology is incredible, and it's it looks like, like Bip, fucking Bip. Pong. <laughs> but at the time, I bet it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I bet it does more than Pong did.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. You ever played Pong?
1: It was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the man says that the image is distorted and he doesn't think it's because of the computer. Ellie explains that this is the posterior neck ligaments contracting post-mortem. She guesses that it's from a velociraptor.
1: I heard podmortem. <laughs> that's
2: know.
0: what she said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Laura Morten. Dern knew. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah knew. she knew. That's
1: why we love Laura Dern. <laughs> We're in Dress Park. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't go back and listen. Though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're in Dress
1: Park. <laughs> 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 We're the kids in the back.
0: No, <laughs> I don't want to be the, the kid in the back. No, 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 <laughs> that enough. Enough no, no, not Let's come No. But Grant confirms this, saying that it's in good condition, too. He estimates it to be five or six feet high and about nine feet long. That is fucking massive. (laughs) That is horrifying. Oh, yeah. But he touches the screen and it gives way to static for a moment. Ellie laughs that Grant is not machine compatible, and Grant agrees, saying that they've got it in for him. He continues, pointing out the half-moon-shaped bones in the velociraptor's wrists. He says that this explains how they learn to fly. The crew laughs at this for some reason, but Grant says that he's serious. He says that dinosaurs have more in common with modern day birds than they do reptiles. He cites the velociraptor's pubic bones turned backward like a bird's, as well as the vertebrae, which are filled with hollows and air sacs.
1: I was just very surprised. I was like, you're laughing. yeah he told you that <laughs> dinosaurs evolved into birds and, and you're, you're laughing. laughing I was just so confused that it. it's like he's leading this I know they all laughed
0: in his face Yeah, I didn't it, get that
2: it, it did seem a bit much it's like y'all this is my dig yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: oh if you think that's funny you can go yeah. laugh in the fucking car
1: yeah you can go laugh without getting college credit
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it is crazy <laughs> to, to hear and, and I know later <laughs> on they did that That they are saying that some dinosaurs did have
1: feather like like. like yes things on um, and some of the dinosaurs featured in this film that don't actually did yeah
0: yeah that's crazy yeah but if y'all like ever
1: (laughs) but if you laugh at me i'm not signing (laughs) shit
0: have y'all ever really like looked at a bird though yeah (laughs) yeah like
1: i've seen a bird (laughs) (laughs) is that what you're asking me
0: (laughs) they got some crazy shit going on that's all i was gonna say just a bird (laughs) yeah a regular bird? Are you all right? <laughs> Moving on now. <laughs> anyway, so Grant though, he says that even Bow. Raptor <laughs> Even Raptor translates to bird of prey.
1: Yeah, I mean birds look different than we do, but yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to explain to me off mic what you meant
0: (laughs) (laughs) like when you go to a zoo and you see like the big ones yeah Yeah. they you know their legs and everything yeah i'm just gonna
1: stop no it's wild you know we'll talk later you know owls have like long legs tucked under there dude
0: that is horrifying (laughs) (laughs) i saw that for the first time like a couple years ago it was like running yeah Uh, i don't i don't like that
1: i feel like a kindred thing with an owl though
0: owls are cool but Keep those legs covered. (laughs) (laughs) We're only out one condition. (laughs) Anyway, a random child, volunteer boy played by Ritt Hertford, blurts out that it doesn't look very scary. It looks like a six foot turkey. The crew chuckles around him. Grant can't miss the opportunity to rock this kid's shit though. (laughs) He tells him to just imagine that he's in the Cretaceous period and he sees the six-foot turkey in a clearing. He moves like a bird, bobbing his head, so he thinks its visual acuity is based on movement like a T-Rex. If he doesn't move, it won't see him, but that's not true. I love that we get a little, um, you know, let's learn about T-Rexes yeah. for a second because it might come in an
1: handy later. And there's also another, like, they really, really yeah. set this up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very smart. I don't agree with <laughs> Oh, he, doesn't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he says that when he stares at it, it stares right back. And that's when the attack comes. He's flanked by two velociraptors that he didn't even know were there from both sides.
1: I have to say, again, with like just the way you have got the music and the cinematography, mm-hmm. it's when his fingers go. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh,
0: I'm oh, scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. But he explains that Velociraptors are pack hunters that use coordinated attacks. He takes a talon out of his pocket. This is where this he is. goes super <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He takes a talon out of his pocket and presents it to the kid, saying that it will slash at him with this six inch retractable claw. It's like a razor on the dinosaur's middle toe. The child's eyes grow wide as Grant circles him. Grant continues that the velociraptor won't bite his jugular like a lion, it will slash at him here. And here he does it. <laughs> yeah. Grant lightly but quickly rakes the talon against the boy's shirt and legs. Ellie shakes her head as she chuckles, but makes no move to stop this. <laughs> I mean, like John Wallace, he's a child. <laughs> I think that's what gets me is that this kid is just this. First of all,
1: this kid is there, which yeah, yeah. His he's someone's child, but they're like no, no let, fuck let yeah. him <laughs> He sick, needs to learn. Think <laughs> of him always ruining Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded a little rude about the turkey comment. He, he did. Wa- he was. But at the same time, Sadler's like. Oh, no, Alan. It's like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. step in. <laughs> He's going to get fired. Yeah. I hope he has tenure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he has
1: to. Okay.
0: But Grant says that maybe it'll slash across the kid's belly and spill out his intestines. All right. Either way, he'll be alive when they start to eat him leaned forward so that he's eye level with the kid. He advises him to show a little respect.
1: That was too far.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I literally I literally said wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wrote down some notes cuz like I feel like he was not he was being he was being disrespectful to dr grant yeah, yeah. he wasn't being disrespectful to the velociraptor yeah. necessarily <laughs> he's
0: like it'll take your fucking guts out kid." it's like,
2: like oh my but god they're holding him back <laughs> 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 but on the cool even a six-foot
0: turkey yeah trying to fight three ostriches man that's still scary that. yeah
1: yeah we're done yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the kid nods and just says okay grant smiles at him and walks away leaving him I'll, I'll, i'm gonna say traumatized
1: yeah dude his life flashed before his eyes <laughs> he's gotten murdered by a six-foot turkey <laughs> <laughs> three of them
0: as they walk away from the group ellie jokes that if he really wanted to scare him he could have just pulled a gun on him grant's like nah, kids he asks if she really wants to have one of those and ellie clarifies that she doesn't want that kid but yeah <laughs> that kid's like i can hear you
2: <laughs> <laughs> i can still hear you they're all walking in the same direction yeah i don't
0: want that kid she points in his face (laughs) she asks what's wrong with kids and grant rattles off that they're messy they're noisy they're expensive and they smell ellie calls bullshit on the last one but grant says that some kids do smell and babies definitely do suddenly a helicopter flies in ruining the site where they were unearthing the bones ellie and grant run back yelling at everyone to cover it up Tarps are pulled over and Alan runs over to the helicopter, yelling at the pilot to cut the engine. The pilot doesn't. He only points to a nearby trailer. The blades of the helicopter still worrying, Grant runs to the trailer and lets himself inside. John Hammond, played by Richard Attenborough, is leaned into the fridge, taking out, boldly taking out, a <laughs> bottle of champagne.
1: I, okay, so Richard Attenborough, right? He was a very prolific actor, but I read in the production notes that since '79 he was more a director. Oh, okay. the year before Jurassic Park, he directed Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, oh all right. So he's he was like doing stuff. Uh huh. And interestingly enough, his he's the older brother of David Attenborough. Oh. Who honestly could have worked with Jurassic Park doing some like voiceovers. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a great nature, um, you know. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You could talk about dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Back to the the almost was casting, they almost gave um, Hammond to Sean Connery. Okay. (laughs) I think I think that Richard Attenborough gives like this uh, obviously he's a grandfather in the film but it is a grandfatherly like kind of this older man that means well yeah. but it's like sir you know what i mean I, yeah. he I think- adds kind of a lovable quality to a character cuz in the book he's a he's a monster he's an asshole
1: then it would have been Sean Connery then it would have
0: been- <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery would have been perfect but i think he he brings a level of like sweetness and co- almost some um, like obliviousness yeah. to this. It's,
1: it's, it's more misguided than malicious.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it is fucking misguided. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Incredibly misguided. <laughs> but when Grant asks what the hell he's doing in there, Hammond turns. The cork pops out of the champagne and Grant yells that they were saving that. <laughs> With a smile, Hammond assures him that he guarantees they were saving it for today. You know, you got to love the, mm-hmm. the confidence.
1: Oh, he's got it. He's full of it. <laughs>
0: Grant approaches him and asks who the hell he thinks he is. Hammond introduces himself, shaking the finger that Grant has pointed at him and addresses him as Dr. Grant when he says that he's delighted to finally meet him in person. He blows dust out of his hand and says that it looks like his $50,000 a year has been well spent. Ellie comes in asking who's the jerk, but Grant swoops in and introduces her as Dr. Sattler, their paleobotanist. Why are
1: Satler and Grant just ready to fight?
0: Well, who yeah. are you? Yeah,
1: but he's obviously here for a reason.
0: <laughs> but they had, he's they're blowing, the helicopter's blowing shit around their yeah. dick, like, you're popping our champagne.
1: <laughs> like, it's a lot of nerve. Well, but only somebody that has something to say would do any of these things.
0: I guess.
1: He's like, oh, I just live down there.
0: Yeah, I'm thirsty. <laughs> but Grant's like, this is Mr. Hammond. Ellie goes, did I say jerk? <laughs> Hammond shakes her hand and apologizes for the dramatic entrance and invites them to have a drink of their own champagne. (laughs) (laughs) As he looks through the small kitchen for glasses, he says that he'll get to the point and that he likes them both. He says that he has a gift that he can know that about people right away. He tells him that he has an island off the coast of Costa Rica that he's leased from the government. Over the last five years, he's been setting up a biological preserve that he promises is spectacular because he's spared no expense. He really likes boasting about that.
2: Yes. (laughs) He says that a lot. He
0: does. (laughs) He says that he has no doubts that his attraction will drive kids out of their minds, Grant asks, what are those? And Ellie tells him small versions of adults. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Yeah. Because he was talking about the attraction. Hammond only continues that it won't only be the kids either. Everyone will be driven out of their minds. They plan to open next year, but that's only if the lawyers don't kill it first.
1: Okay, so he says that very casually. Yeah. mm -hmm. As if his unopened park hasn't murdered a man.
0: I was like, as if nobody's died already. Yeah,
1: But... He's trying to plant that seed now
2: mm. because he's going to be there, but they don't know that yet. Mm. So when they see him, it's like, oh, that must be the lawyer he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah, you know, a little lazier, later, he's kind of sleazy, but he is <laughs> trying to do <laughs> the first we get to him. He's talking about the inspection. Yes. And that's like, it's like, okay, that's why we need y'all here. Yeah. You're not saying that. No. No. You're not saying that. Not at first. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I, I read that um, Spielberg kind of made Hammond a little more lovable yeah. because the, the love for showmanship that we come to identify with him, Spielberg saw himself in that.
1: Well, there is an aspect of the park that he plays a huge part in. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that
0: is quite quite frankly
1: very charming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, Hammond.
2: <laughs> and it's it's like you said earlier, T. If it was Sean Connery, oh. he, it wouldn't it wouldn't give off that feel at all. No, it wouldn't. Like it wouldn't it, I wouldn't get anything that he does like uh throughout the movie. Uh huh. I would. Just, mm-hmm. Oh, you're just bad. He's like, no, yeah, shut I down. Fuck
0: yeah. with yeah. <laughs> are, like, uh, are you <laughs> me?
3: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Hammond says that he doesn't like lawyers and asks if they do. They say that they don't really know any, but Hammond's like, I do. <laughs> See, there
3: it is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: He says there's one specifically that he describes as a pebble in his shoe. This lawyer represents his investors, and the investors want outside opinions. Ellie asks what kind, and Hammond tells her their kind they're the top minds in their respective fields as he pours the champagne he says that if he could just persuade them to give their endorsement and sign off on his park he could get back on schedule he makes it sound like oh just like it's fine like just sign here you know
2: but that that again you're not saying the accident what happened not at all you're not saying that it needs an inspection this needs to be full of we need to know if this is safe yeah. You're not saying any of that.
0: You're right. He's really making it just sound like we want a professional endorsement. yeah That's really all that he's giving them.
1: You're gonna be the face of the park, is what we yeah.
0: gonna- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's called Grantland.
1: <laughs> uh Sattler Island. <laughs> how, about <it? laughs> how about it? It's an offshoot. But-,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Ellie asks why they would care what they think, and Grant just wants to know what kind of park this is. Handing them glasses of champagne, Hammond smiles and says it's right up their alley. It's like, you are being too fucking Can <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you just tell me what's going on? He invites the two of them to come for the weekend and says that he has a jet standing by for them. He hoists himself up onto the counter and pours his own drink, waiting on a response. I thought this was normal. <laughs> <laughs> Grant breaks it to him that this just isn't possible. They just dug up a skeleton. Hammond asks if he could sweeten the deal by fully funding their dig. Grant continues that it's just a very unusual time for them. But Hammond finishes his sentence for a further three years.
1: So this is a bribe. Yeah.
0: 1,000%. <laughs>
1: and nobody talks about that.
2: No. <laughs> see, that's what I was confused about because earlier didn't he say, oh, there's my 50,000
0: well spent or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he did.
2: So where did that come? What, are you already or is this
0: from the school or is this like, where are you? I guess that he's funding what they're doing right now because yeah. that's why they were like, oh, this is, it's Hammond. Don't oh, thank you, Hammond. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is.
1: <laughs> I just want everyone to know that they didn't see you like bowing. Yeah. <laughs> bowing like he's the ruler so, that's kind of what they well, did. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what they
0: did. But Ellie and Grant clink glasses, and in the wake of Grant's newfound inability to speak, Ellie simply asks, "Where's the plane?" They cheers their glasses, and Grant and Ellie hug each other excitedly,
1: accepting the bribe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One thousand <000%. laughs> In San Jose, Costa Rica, Doctor Lewis Dodgson, played by Cameron Thor, arrives at an outdoor market. He gets out of the taxi carrying suitcases, with a hat and sunglasses concealing most of his face. Dennis Nedry, played by Wayne Knight, sits in an outdoor dining area enjoying his meal.
1: Hello, Nedry. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I just want to talk about
1: Wayne Knight for a oh minute. Oh my god! <laughs> because this dude is an underrated actor. I feel oh, like yeah. I
0: feel like <laughs> the word when he's like doing his happy thing glee I don't think anybody <laughs> expresses glee no
1: the way right. that he does and i mean i think they said that he was cast based on cuz he was in basic instinct uh-huh and then i think in the 90s he was also in jfk okay yeah. which makes that scene in seinfeld even exactly, Yeah <laughs> but like he was he was killing it yeah mm-hmm. on the biggest show on tv like yeah
0: wayne knight he's great oh, and he's yeah. very funny i yes. don't think that he gets credit for his timing and shit like he's very funny
1: no he called broccoli a vile weed <laughs> <laughs> he, he was wrong but it was hilarious
0: <laughs> it was funny it was a kid i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't eat our vegetables or whatever <laughs> i hate vegetables we've changed yeah <laughs> <laughs> But when he sees Dodgson, he loudly calls his name and waves him over. Dodgson sits with him, but tells him that he shouldn't use his name. In response to this, Nedry loudly says that they've got Dodgson over here. And when literally no one makes any reaction, he flatly tells Dodgson, see, no one cares.
1: So there is a, there's a ridiculous amount of memes that come from oh, this yeah. film, like just
0: oh, yeah, And that's one of them for sure. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, bitch ass dude didn't even close the door when he got out the cab either. He didn't. You see, dude was behind
1: him yeah. yelling at him. He's like, that was yeah. rude. So now we know what kind of guy he is. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's all we need to know. But Nedry snatches the hat off of his head, asking if he's trying to look like a secret agent. Dodge then hands over one of the bags, saying that there's $750,000 inside. With the delivery of a viable embryo, Nedry will get 50000 more. He's in for $1.5 million if he's able to get all 15 species off the island
1: so this is the glee you're talking about yeah yeah
0: upon receipt of the bag nedry is giddy giggling and literally kicking his (laughs) feet dodgson reminds him that the embryos have to be viable they're useless if they don't survive nedry asks how he's supposed to transport them and dodgson takes out a trick can of barbasol shaving cream he reveals that you can twist off the bottom and there's a cool and compartmentalized container inside to keep the embryos Nedry squeals with delight and laughs. I know there is a debate whether it's the can or Nedry making that sound. To me it is one it's absolutely Nedry.
1: I have to <laughs> say that I know that Wayne Knight is cl- capable, He's capable yeah. of making this sound, so that's why this mystery is per- pursued. Yeah. yeah, pursued. Per perpetuated <laughs>
0: Right. All right. <laughs> Myth busted. I guess that would <laughs> I didn't
2: even know that was a thing. I've started yeah. was him.
0: We were asked on Talk Mortem one time what we think was
1: making that sound. the thought. Barbasol can or Wayne yeah. yeah, I think it was just him.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I honestly, I got to say not to be a contrarian. I think that Wayne Knight can do this. <laughs> yeah. but, but it was the can. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the can.
0: What do y'all think? Yeah. Let us know on Twitter at the yeah. <laughs> But Dodson says that Customs can even check it, and Nedry sprays shaving cream into his hand. It is a perfect dupe. Dodgson tells him that there's enough coolant inside for 36 hours. The embryos have to be delivered back to San Jose by then. Nedry tells him that that's really up to his guy with the boat. He tells him to make sure that the guy has it right. 7 o'clock tomorrow on the east dock.
1: I did laugh um, as Nedry discards the shaving cream as if it were a whipped cream. He yeah. did.
0: <laughs> On a pie. <laughs> On a pie. He did.
1: At the next table.
0: It's dis- It's disrespectful to the pie, but.
1: Yeah, also whoever's eating yeah. that pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, this pie tastes like shit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to talk to the chef or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did also want to talk about the can itself. I did see an interview on that documentary with John Bell, who was the art director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was talking about, and this to me, I think this is what always astounds me whenever you think of just like things that become iconic because in Jurassic Park, this Barbasol can's pretty iconic. Yeah. yeah. But the way that he found it is he literally just went to a drugstore, and it was the one that stood out to him on the <laughs> shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and then he takes it to props and they just make it into what it is. That's, that's great. Just that simple. Yeah. And that's
2: pretty cool. little idea to have it open up in the bottom and kind of keep them in there like that. Yeah. yeah because then and again in 93 that's like some spy shit and it's like oh man this fucking dude's gonna try to use that yeah let's see what happens and the fact that shaving cream really came out
1: i
0: thought thought that was pretty cool
1: you said it was a good dupe it was
0: but dodgson asks how nedry is planning to beat security but nedry confidently says that he has an 18 minute window then dodgson's company will be able to catch up on 10 years of research Nedry's server brings the bill over and Nedry's eyes dart between the bill and Dodgson. (laughs) When Dodgson doesn't move, Nedry advises him not to go cheap on him because that was Hammond's mistake. He continues eating as Dodgson scoops up the bill.
1: But he just got a bag of money. He did, which... He's
0: like, no, but pay <laughs> for my food. Yeah. Come this on. is
1: untouched. I'm not... <laughs> yeah.
0: but I'm not breaking into this for food.
1: It's very funny to me what that line about Hammond sets up later. Yeah. Because yeah. there's one moment <laughs> that just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, he was serious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Inside of a helicopter... Grant sits next to Ellie as he fiddles with the Raptor Talon. Across from them sits Gennaro and Dr. Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff fucking Goldblum.
1: Man. Yeah. The man himself.
0: I did um, see an interview. They were It was a thing for the 30th anniversary with Jeff Goldblum. Uh-huh. And uh, he was saying that he got... Crichton's book, and he read it, and he loved it. He's like, loved it, loved, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he read it, he, he read it, and then he met with Steven Spielberg, and Steven Spielberg was like, "I didn't want to break the meeting with you, but in the most recent drafts of the script, Malcolm's not really in it anymore." Hmm. And so Jeff Goldblum was like, "That he really wanted to do it," and he said that he thought of a random moment in the book. He was like, "It, it was of no consequence." That he was like, "That could be interesting to see," and that spielberg was like oh i don't know we'll think about it but he was like but it got me in you know <laughs> <laughs> then, um he was like it, th- th- that it changed his life
2: so i was able to get it in
0: he got it yeah. in get it uh, in. jeff goldblum <laughs> gets it in like oh, let's, yeah. let's be very this clear this is jurassic park right, we're dude. talking about the script you
1: guys are gross <laughs> <laughs> All I wanted to say is that Jeff Goldblum is like the most effortless, effortlessly cool person. He's
0: perfection I've ever seen,
1: and I was laughing as well about Grant bringing that talent. He's like, in case there are some kids (laughs) (laughs) on this island who need some education, I will
3: not hesitate.
0: But Malcolm asks Grant and Ellie if they dig up dinosaurs, and Ellie laughs. Grant answers that they try to, and Malcolm laughs his ass off for some (laughs) reason. (laughs) Hammond tells Ellie and Grant that they'll have to get used to Malcolm because he suffers from an excessive personality, especially for a mathematician. Malcolm corrects him, a chaotician. He says that Hammond just doesn't subscribe to chaos, especially what it has to say about his project. Hmm. Hammond rebuts that Malcolm's concerns have never been sufficiently explained which I, d- I doubt <laughs> I really don't think that's true he doesn't seem like a guy who keeps <laughs> not at all <laughs> the two begin to bicker but Malcolm turns his attentions back to Grant and Ellie he asks if they've ever heard of chaos theory they say no he's baffled nonlinear equation no strange attractors no no After a moment, he tells Ellie that he refuses to believe that she isn't familiar with the concept of attraction. I was like, oh, Oh, yeah." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ellie just looks away smiling. The camera presses in on Hammond, who tells Gennaro that he brought scientists, but Gennaro brought a rock star. His annoyance is tempered, though, as he looks out his window and dreamily declares, there it is.
1: So I did want to talk about the kind of, I guess, dynamic between Malcolm and Sattler. Oh my God! Um, this apparently was added by David Kep. Okay, whenever he, it came time for him to do some rewrites on the screenplay, and I did want to make mention because they said it in a few of the articles I read and on the production notes. Mm-hmm. But David Kep got this writing gig because, as we know, Zemeckis and Spielberg are friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the year prior,
0: say it,
1: death becomes her. Absolutely. <laughs> so it, you know yeah you know? it's all connected and Hell again yeah. we've
0: saying that dude's praises on the show so many times yeah. yeah didn't he do star of echoes yeah i mean come <laughs> on man he's a busy man wild but the jurassic park theme plays as the helicopter glides through the mountains inside hammond warns them to hang on because they have to drop quickly but it will be thrilling he's <laughs> like a like a willy wonka yeah. like it's yeah. just this is scary <laughs> 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 it's not thrilling i'm scared But he laughs as the helicopter shakes them, dropping quickly as he promised. Gennaro and Malcolm snap on their seatbelts, and when Grant tries to put his on, he has two of the same piece and is unable to connect them. He looks confused, and Malcolm smiles at him, kind of smugly. Yeah. Yeah. Hammond tries to talk him through connecting the proper parts together, but says that they'll have landed by the time Grant figures it out. In response to this, Grant just ties a knot over his waist.
1: (laughs) It works. So I was like, they're kind of setting him up as a problem solver. Yeah. yeah. Improviser.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. You
1: know, Um, I did want to call it the music, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. John Williams, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, They had talked about, because I guess Spielberg, whenever he was going to make Jurassic Park, Uh he was already getting Schindler's List greenlit. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. And so he had to make Jurassic Park first, and then he got to go make Schindler's List. But the thing was, is that during the production of Schindler's List, he's handling all the post-production for Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. And so whenever they were filming Jurassic Park, they didn't have the music for it yet. And so all Spielberg had were these temp piano tracks that John Williams had showed him that would be fleshed out later. Okay. Mm. So we had an idea of what the theme would sound like, but it wasn't until he was making Schindler's List and they were sending him the stuff in post-production that he got the full effect of it. Ah, all right, all right. The full orchestra. And it became, of course, one of the most iconic themes of all time. Yeah. I was
0: going to say, you want to talk about iconic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That theme. But that theme continues boldly as the helicopter drops straight down onto a landing pad. Hammond is the first out of the helicopter and looks around proudly. He puts his arms around Ellie and Grant as they get out. They get into Jeeps with that Jurassic Park logo (laughs) (laughs) on the doors. They ride through the island as the helicopter departs. Every fence that the vehicles are allowed into are promptly closed and locked behind them with signs that warn of 10,000 volts of electricity.
1: So I was very curious about 10,000 volts. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well what could 10,000 volts do to a human body? And so I look it up and I go and Google it and this is the sm- this is the smugness of the internet, right? <laughs> oh no. I look at it and this like electrician answers in this like Quora post and he's like whatever it wants and I'm like, look, <laughs> I just want to know if you're going to see my skeleton or not.
0: That sounds like something Malcolm would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. If you're going to see my skeleton, <laughs> that's Somebody all.
1: will. You won't.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're not yeah see
1: I that. don't get to see it. I get to. It's a privilege. <laughs>
0: I want to see someone I want to see my skeleton. <laughs> But Ellie, Grant and Malcolm are being driven in the front car. Hammond and Gennaro ride in the second car and the lawyer worriedly asks Hammond if the full 50 miles of perimeter fence are in place. Hammond confirms that not only is the fence in place, but there are concrete moats and motion sensor tracking systems as well. He tells Gennaro to just relax and enjoy himself. Gennaro smiles but reminds hammond that this isn't a weekend excursion the thing is he knows mm-hmm. what's at stake and what has happened yeah. so he's not so easily like "Now just relax yeah. like, it'll be thrilling <laughs> he says it's a serious investigation of the sustainability of the island hammond's investors that Gennaro represents are extremely concerned if by the end of the weekend the experts aren't convinced then Gennaro won't be either and he will shut all of this down Hammond laughs and assures Gennaro that in 48 hours he will be accepting an apology from him.
2: <laughs> but he's still worried about the inspection right now. <laughs> that's what we need to worry about.
0: He's like, oh, you're going to be so fucking sorry, yeah. dude. You're going to have so much fun here. <laughs> <laughs> My, let's- yeah, hold let's on,
1: uh, let's check in with this Slut-
0: character.
1: <laughs> in about six Slutters- hours. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the Jeeps continue through a vast field of beautiful green grass. Hammond stands up in the back seat and tells the driver to stop. Ellie consults a huge leaf in her hands muttering that this shouldn't be here, but their driver stops too. Grant stares out into the field and rips off his hat in disbelief. He pulls himself to his feet and shakes as he fumbles his sunglasses off. Ellie is still looking down at the leaf, saying that this species of veriformin has been extinct since the Cretaceous period. Standing in the back seat behind her and lost for words, Grant simply grabs the top of her head and turns it in the direction that he's looking. Ellie's reaction is the same. She rips off her sunglasses and rises to her feet next to Grant as a brachiosaurus struts by crying out into the sky.
1: So this for me is one of the most I mean you have all these iconic moments mm-hmm. but the first sighting of the first dinosaur by them. Yeah. And then I mean just the suspense of the shot of not pulling the trigger and showing you what they're looking at yet. Yeah. yeah it's very very well done.
2: So I read an article on the State Journal Register they were they were talking about with the sound designer Gary Ridstrom Uh, And it was an interview he did with Vulture, and he was talking about uh, the sounds that they used for a lot of these dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are a little, you know, the way they got them. Um, (laughs) But the sound we actually hear here for these Brachiosauruses? Brachiosauruses, uh uh-huh. Okay, um, is actually the sound of a donkey... slowed down and its pitch changed some That's. so he did have to fine tune it and kind of work it around <laughs> but this is just like the uh bray of a
0: donkey yeah i mean it works <laughs> it does because it's like it it you're in awe at that yeah. moment you know what i mean like <laughs> it works because
2: i thought well so i was like okay let me go check it out whatever I, oh yeah there were and, uh,
0: there were a lot of dinosaur sounds that i thought were whale sounds yeah or it's to me sounded like especially later um a thing that happens later i right, was like right. oh that they used whales like, yeah
2: sure. <laughs> there are no whales. i was very <laughs> surprised that is very surprising yeah. Yeah. So was we were, know. there was a yeah. moment of silence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <all> right. <laughs> like, i'm
1: sorry yeah. <laughs> um Ridstrom actually, he's been nominated for, I think, seven Oscars in his career. Damn. And he won two Oscars for sound for Jurassic Park.
0: Damn. Okay. He deserved it. Yeah. But Grant and Ellie jump out of the Jeep and follow the dinosaur, staring in awe. Like a proud father, Hammond gets out of his and comes over to them smiling. Malcolm stays behind, sitting behind the unfazed driver. He says, you did it. You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. Grant and Ellie are inspecting the dinosaur up close, and Grant comments that they've always been wrong. They're not cold-blooded at all. They're warm-blooded. He estimates its neck at 25 or 27 feet long. But Hammond comes up behind him, still beaming, and corrects him that it's 30 feet long.
1: Can you imagine? Yeah. No. Like, we fed a giraffe once.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that
1: was staggering. Yeah.
0: I, like, mm I really that is <laughs> unbelievable. Really
2: thinking about it too, like because we used to go to the zoo a lot, seeing the rhinos there and how big the rhinoceroses are. Mm-hmm. Thinking about that, that's tiny oh, compared yeah, to what they say. Yeah, and then when we go
1: to the was the Pearl
2: Museum, uh huh, and then those fog. the fossils. Yeah, yeah.
0: you're like, <laughs> I mean, just like. In disbelief.
1: No, this park is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> really is. And I'm sorry, dude. I understand that we're all in a sense of wonder looking at this brachiosaurus doing his thing. Yeah but the thing is, is that I don't care he it is doing his thing. <laughs> he was, eating walking. Yeah. Look, she's a herbivore. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yes. But that doesn't stop you from being a pancake if you get be careful. They're yeah. so close yeah. to this thing. Yeah. That's an accident. That's not about eating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a safety hazard. Janaro, yeah. yeah. do you, you yeah. see this shit? They're letting me stand right here. Yeah. <laughs> right safety man inspection. What are you doing? Yeah, Jesus. No, there's not even a street right <laughs> here. The brachiosaurus lets loose another cry as it raises to its hind legs and bites some leaves off of a tree. The earth quakes when it brings its full weight down. Still stunned in the passenger seat of the second Jeep, Gennaro has lost all objectivity and muses that they're gonna make a fortune with this place.
2: Mm. Yes, yes, but d- d- inspection, <laughs>
0: inspection. I yeah, know. Can you know. fucking focus, please? But what would you think, though? Really, I, again? I don't. I don't know if you're I think your brain would struggle to even comprehend what you were seeing. Yeah, it's a. Dinosaur. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're not meant to see those. No, no. not
0: now. <laughs> not now. <laughs> Maybe when? in the '90s. Yeah. <laughs> when? When? <laughs> Maybe thirty years. Ago. <laughs> <But> not now. <laughs> Even Malcolm can't help himself but laugh as he stares up at the creature. Grant asks how fast they are, and Hammond casually says that they've clocked the T-Rex at 32 miles per hour. Look. That's the scariest fucking thing I've ever heard.
1: I don't think I am I wrong. I think people can run like maybe like twenty. I don't know. (laughs) Eighteen, maybe? (laughs) We're not gonna survive. Not as fast, no.
0: Ellie is like a T-Rex. She asks if he has a T-Rex, and he says yes. Grant rushes over to him and grabs his shoulder, imploring him to say it again. <laughs> and with a smile, Hammond does. We've got a T Rex. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I don't think a person can run 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. I, was like,
0: that's I awesome. don't know, dude. No, <laughs> that that bold dude,
1: David yeah, fucking I fast. Trust you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, may, Maybe it's closer to 12. Because <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Um, a T Rex, though yeah mm-hmm. i feel like i understand you know you got the big name you know like the a-list dinosaurs oh yeah but at the same time maybe some of these dinosaurs we shouldn't bring back
0: yeah yeah it's hubris it's
2: i don't know but th- but thinking about it too she's there looking at the plants and she's like this shouldn't be here so fuck. where'd you get all this shit from yeah. yeah
1: like we know what he likes to yeah eat.
0: <laughs> bring it in <laughs> they spared no expense yes <laughs> all right Ellie has to instruct Grant to put his head between his knees as his legs buckle and he's forced to sit in the grass. Ellie sits down next to him and they look over at a nearby pond. Two brachiosaurus walk out of the water together and another group of dinosaurs gather at its edge.
1: (laughs) This made me laugh out loud. (laughs) <laughs> because we're so entranced by this Brachiosaurus yeah. that's eating in front of us.
0: There's more. Yeah. 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 They're like,
1: oh, look, there's also 14 dinosaurs. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 it's beyond, dude. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Grant is stricken with the fact that for the first time they know for a fact that they do move in herds. Hammond comes over to kneel in the grass with them, and Grant asks him sincerely how he did this. Hammond whispers that he'll show him. The Jeeps travel to the visitor center, and Hammond leads the way inside. A banner hangs overhead above two erected dinosaur skeletons, reading, When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth. Hammond says that this is the most advanced amusement park in the world. He says that they have all the latest technology. Everyone has rides, but they have living biological attractions. He promises that they will capture the imagination of the entire planet. As they climb a flight of stairs behind Hammond, Ellie asks what Grant is thinking, and he tells her that he thinks they're out of a job. <laughs> With a smile, Malcolm asks, don't you mean extinct? Uh,
2: All <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, Very you're, good.
1: You're silly, but yeah, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> we have no income.
3: We're, yeah. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. We're ruined. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but make
1: your jokes. <laughs> Remember that line, though, because there's something kind of bonkers behind the scenes connected to it. Mm. All right.
0: But we travel up the side of the dinosaur skeleton and are able to see the yawning jaws and formidable teeth in its skull. Hammond leads them to a small theater. Gennaro sits in the back row and Malcolm, Ellie, and Grant sit in front of him. Hammond says, oh, here he comes as a man walks up on the screen in front of them, but it's just Hammond on the video. (laughs) The Hammond on the screen says hello to himself and Hammond suddenly remembers that he has lines to say back. As he fumbles in his pocket for them, his screen self continues with the conversation, (laughs) replying that he's fine, but asking how he got here. (laughs) (laughs) Real life Hammond replies that he'll show him, but he needs a drop of his blood. Screen Hammond holds out his finger and Hammond pretends to prick it with a needle. Screen Hammond whines that it hurt, but Hammond assures him that it's all part of the miracle of cloning.
1: So, okay, this is when we start getting a little murky, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. morality-wise, but I will say this video is great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
0: no, it
3: is.
0: (laughs) Another Hammond appears next to Screen Hammond, then another, then another, each identical. They're losing the crowd, though. Grant leans over and ponders what they've cloned them from because their extractions have never recreated an intact strand of DNA. Malcolm agrees. They've never done it without massive sequence gaps. Hammond struts by and we see a glimpse of a giant ball of amber on the end of his cane. Ellie asks what source they got the paleo DNA from. Where do you get 100 million year old dinosaur blood? Grant and Malcolm look equally confused, but I guess the 100 Hammond's bit is over <laughs> because behind them leaning on the backs of their seats Gennaro goes "Shh."
1: <laughs> he's in. Yeah, he's like starting to get real good. So, <laughs> don't distract me.
0: On the screen, a cartoon sequence of DNA dances on the tip of Hammond's finger. He asks where it came from, and the strand explains that it came from his blood. Just one drop of blood contains billions of strands of DNA, which are the building blocks of life bit conceited (laughs) (laughs) he says that a dna strand is the blueprint for building a living thing the animation continues as it morphs into the shape of a brachiosaurus he goes on that animals that went extinct millions of years ago like the dinosaurs left their blueprints behind and all they needed to do was know where to look a cartoon mosquito is getting its fill of blood from a cartoon dinosaur as the dna continues that there were mosquitoes back then just like there are today and they would feed on the blood of animals. Sometimes, full of the blood of a dinosaur, a mosquito would land on a tree and get stuck in the sap. We see a real mosquito being overtaken by the sap's sweet, sweet goodness.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that in. Were you hungry? I was probably hungry. Were you eating pancakes? <laughs> It's not honey. <laughs> yeah, it's not syrup either. I don't know, man. It actually it encased the mosquito yeah. <laughs> for millions him. of years. <laughs> and now he's in fucking his dude's cane. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the life he thought of.
0: This is like that smooth, smooth sand elephant <laughs> <here. laughs> <In> from the cell.
1: <laughs> Just
0: wanted to take a bite out of it. <laughs> I did.
1: Yeah, you did? I wanted to. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> DNA strand. But <laughs> after this, the sap is fossilized just like a bone. Cartoon men retrieve the encased mosquito and a real scientist extracts the blood. The DNA says that the amber preserved the mosquito until Jurassic Park scientists could come along and take the blood. That's where they got the DNA. Malcolm leans forward in his seat as the DNA continues, standing in front of a screen with letters racing by. He says that one single strand of DNA contains three billion genetic codes. He references the screen behind him and says that if we looked at one of those per second for eight hours a day, it would still take two years to look at the whole strand. But since the strand is so old, it's full of holes. And that's where the geneticists come in. We see the scientists all working as he says that computers and gene sequencers break down the strand and VR representations of the strand show the holes. They use frog DNA to fill the holes and complete the sequence. Now they can make a baby dinosaur. An egg appears and from it, a giant dinosaur comes out. (laughs) Hammond assures them that they'll get something much more dramatic for the score here. But this is where the tour moves on. Belts in front of them come down and lock into place as the theater becomes mobile. The DNA continues narrating the experience, but he's not the star of the show anymore. We see the scientists hard at work in their lab behind a glass window genaro tells hammond that this is overwhelming he asks if the people behind the glass are auto erotica but hammond knows what he means and says no they're not animatronic
1: um a little dino
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> i was like Gennaro. yeah does he know, what-, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> what? what is he talking about um but hammond says that they are the real miracle workers of jurassic park Just as a scientist gently places an egg in a grass-filled incubator, they slide past the window. I'm done explaining all the DNA stuff now, so if you fell asleep, please wake up and listen listen to the rest of
1: the show. You're only, because you did great. Oh, thank you. The only unfortunate thing is that you were not a cartoon strand of DNA. I wasn't,
0: and I should have put on an accent or something, because that DNA had a...
1: The way he was saying dinosaur.
0: Dinosaur. I've never... he was really into it. Maybe I've been saying it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There were some extra corners in there. Yes. But Grant is like, wait a minute. He asks how they interrupt cellular mitosis. Ellie asks to see the unfertilized eggs, but placating them like children, Hammond tells them to Wait. Grant doesn't want to, though. It tries to lift up the bar in front of him, but Hammond tells him that it's a ride. It's not stopping. <laughs> Malcolm calmly counts to three, and he, Grant, and Ellie lift the row of bars off of the three of them and promptly get off the ride.
1: That made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Like, it's a ride you can't get off. All right, one, two, three. Yeah,
0: because they, they don't even coordinate. He, they all knew. He's yeah. like, one, two, three. Like, we're getting the fuck out of here.
2: But again, safety. They shouldn't be able to do that. They <laughs> what the
0: fuck? <laughs> Hammond goes after them, and Gennaro does too, saying that they can't do that, but then he's like, can they? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Naturally, the scientists head to the lab. A very familiar voice speaks over the intercom with the reminder that the boat leaves for the mainland at 1900 hours and everyone needs to be at the dock no later than 1845 with no exceptions. I guess because there's no sense in fighting them. Hammond leads them down to the lab. <laughs> he greets Henry Wu played by B.D. Wong. Yes. Which it's my understanding that he plays a really huge role in the novel.
1: Oh, really? Um,
0: Yeah. But he's only in this one scene. And yeah. He's fucking B.D. Wong.
1: Yeah. We love B.D. Wong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. White Rose. Yes. Mr. Robot.
0: Of course. But Ellie Grant and Malcolm immediately go to the eggs A machine rotates them, but there is one that begins to shake on its own. Wu comes over happily saying that he was hoping it would hatch before he had to get to the boat. Hammond comes over excitedly, asking why Wu didn't call him, because he insists on being here when they're born.
1: Okay, so this is very strange to me, and I don't understand why <laughs> fucking Hammond is being burns with Robot Homer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's like, hello, I'm you your daddy. daddy. <laughs> like, why are we
0: doing this? It's a bit
2: weird. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: the fact, it didn't even start hatching yet, and he's like, why Wait, are you calling so yeah. you son of a bitch? It's like, dude. <laughs> well,
2: what does what he say? Calm saying? down. He's like, I'm here for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Come on, which Stop that. Yeah,
1: chill out Because he says what they imprint
0: Yes, we'll get there we'll Okay, get there. I was
1: like, this is too much
0: <laughs> But he gently encourages the baby as it pushes through its shell Finally, its head emerges And it lightly squeaks as Hammond pulls bits of shell off of it He tells Grant and Ellie, who are leaned in very close now That they imprint on the first creature they come into contact with And that will help it to trust him
1: But why do we need this dinosaur to trust me? him (laughs) like why do we need it to trust him only him only him Hammond
0: is talking about himself but Grant is pointing at his own chest for the baby's attention Hammond boasts that he's been there for the birth of every single dinosaur on the island Malcolm counters that Hammond surely wasn't there for the ones that were born in the wild. But Wu corrects him. They actually can't breed in the wild. A security precaution is population control. So Jurassic Park does not permit unauthorized breeding. Ellie and Grant are still taken with the baby. But Malcolm asks how he's sure that they can't breed. The answer Wu gives him is simple. All the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are female. As Hammond continues helping the baby out of the shell, they discuss its temperature. When Wu reports it to be 91 degrees, Ellie is amazed that it can hold that temperature. Malcolm walks around to the side of the table where Wu stands by Ellie and Grant. When Grant picks up the empty eggshell, the machine that was rotating them snatches it away. (laughs) Malcolm still isn't placated, though. He asks Wu how they can know that they're all female. Wu says it's not really that difficult because they control the chromosomes and all vertebrate embryos are inherently female anyway. When the extra hormone is introduced, they become male and they just deprive them of that hormone. Malcolm insists that what Wu is proposing simply isn't possible. He cites the theory of evolution, which taught us that life will not be contained. Life breaks free and breaks through barriers and territories, whether it be painful or dangerous. Malcolm is met with a group of blank stares, but Wu asks if he's implying that a group made entirely of female animals will be able to breed. Malcolm isn't saying that though. He's saying that life, uh, finds a way.
1: (laughs) I just love how aggressively Jeff Goldblum he is and everything. Oh yeah. He
0: can't (laughs) help himself. There,
1: there come points that I'm like, this wasn't even scripted. Wasn't yeah.
0: (laughs) Brundle uh, Uh, Seth, uh, (laughs) um, and I had mentioned earlier that Spielberg saw himself in Hammond. Uh huh. Crichton says he sees himself in Malcolm.
1: Well, because he's the coolest. And it <laughs> is it, it is interesting
0: because they have Hammond dressed in all white, like a yeah. little old angel, <laughs> and then Malcolm is like edgy and cool and yeah. all black, you know. Well, my thing
1: is with Wu is a geneticist. Shouldn't he like know this stuff? He's about like, no, evolution? no, no, yeah, you know. He's like, that's not true.
0: Again, it's hubris. I think that they think that they're so in control of everything that. Yeah, that may be true, but not here. Like here, we've got it under control. He should know better. Yeah, they should all know better.
1: (laughs) Well, Jurassic Park has its own rules, so
0: it's like (laughs) no, it doesn't. That doesn't. (laughs) Nature doesn't apply (laughs) here.
1: They spared no expense.
0: Apparently, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I've heard. But Grant cradles the squealing baby and asks Wu its species. Wu identifies it as a Velociraptor, and Grant seems astounded that they've bred them. He's like, do you know what a velociraptor is? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my claw or whatever. <laughs> no, that's just for the kids. Oh, okay. But at the fence outside, a dinosaur screams. The whole crew is outside, but Hammond Charles behind them, telling Grant that he's prepared for them to have a lunch before they go out to the park. Grant just wants to know what's going on at the fence, and we see a cow being raised above their heads. Hammond says that they're being fed and then advertises Chef Alejandro's Chilean sea bass. It's like, dude, <laughs>
1: we're like <laughs> This is a big deal. We want to see yeah. this. Yeah, I will say in the subtitles it said mooing in fear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is horrible. <laughs> Poor cow. <laughs> That's sad.
0: Obviously they want to see what's going on and they watch as the cow is lowered into an enclosure. We don't see the creatures, but all of the greenery shakes as the cow is devoured. It's to coward
1: Oh, come on now.
3: Okay, <laughs> oh,
0: moving on.
1: <laughs> I will say we're already. This is pretty fresh, but we're already getting to the darker sides of this park. Yeah. Yes. To where we're like, oh, just a cowhide. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, <laughs> what? That's a lot. That this seems, is
3: seems
0: like a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. A lot. <laughs> Muldoon comes over to them, asserting that they should all be destroyed. Hammond introduces Muldoon as his game warden from Kenya. He calls him an alarmist, but says that he knows more about raptors than anyone else. So just by that fact alone, don't you think you should fucking listen to what the yeah, man is saying? Yeah, he watched his buddy get <laughs> eaten, man. He's yeah. being dramatic, but like he knows everything yeah. about Yeah.
1: What an <laughs> odd joining of thoughts.
0: <laughs> God, he's so... <laughs> it's like, are you even listening like, to yourself? You just said he's the expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you told me that. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> Grant tries to ask questions about metabolism and growth rate, but Muldoon says that they are lethal even at eight months. He says that he's hunted most things that can kill you, but raptors move at cheetah speed. All right, no. That's enough. You don't get to have claws and that. (laughs) (laughs) Pick one.
1: Somebody put in a cheat code.
0: (laughs) And again, these, look, I understand,
1: you know, everybody's heard of a raptor. Yeah, right. Not just Toronto. No. You know? <laughs> I don't think. Um, I don't even know if there's still a team there, but anyway. yeah. um all I'm trying to say is that sometimes the name brand isn't as important as the safety of your park goers. Yeah, yeah. You, you can talk about the Raptor all day. Well,
0: because that's you even, don't have to
1: have 50 of them. That's even yeah. what he's no, saying sure.
0: that they. He's like destroy all of them. Like you should not <laughs> even have them. And again. By Hammond's own admission, he is the expert. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's an expert on something and they're like, "You should not be fucking with that. You should probably listen."
1: Well, but what do we do? We have an entire um, batch of basically every country that doesn't listen to the experts. Yeah, yeah. and instead, but where does that get us? Do you- um, the, wor- the Earth's not gonna <laughs> make it? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I've got some really bad. Yeah, news. it's getting hotter every <laughs>
1: goddamn day. Is what is where we're at. Um, <laughs>
0: That's what happens when you don't listen. Yes, but not only can the Raptors go fifty to sixty miles per hour, they're also great jumpers. See,
2: we don't, we don't, we just need the Triceratops, Mm. the Brachiosaurus, Brachiosaurus. Yes, yeah. Need a couple of the uh, the other ones with the giant fins on their back or whatever. then, uh, some is there dilaposaurus is somewhere? Or something? I believe it, exactly. and, and we know you love platypilosaurus. That, or we know whatever. you love a pterodactyl. Yeah, yes. a pterodactyl. You know? There you go.
1: Snorlax. We got a couple of <laughs> maybe. those around. Now, that I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. now, I, would, I would love, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see a snorlax. I want to see it
1: the most. <laughs> yeah.
0: We don't need the
1: T
2: Rex. We don't no. need the raptors. I we don't need say any of that.
0: If you have to do this, maybe just the herbivores.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you I don't have to like, worry.
0: I, I feel like that's astonishing enough. Oh, yeah. I don't like think, you said, we don't need the yeah. new brand.
1: I don't think any kid's going to come to this park and be like,
0: yeah, but where's the raptors? <laughs> Get that kid out of here. <laughs> that kid's definitely not going to be say that after five minutes with Grant. Yeah. No.
1: Do I know what a raptor can do? <laughs> Dude, you've got to leave.
0: Who You're let scaring him all the children. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> but... It- Muldoon's going on about the speed and the ability to jump and Hammond's like, all right, that's enough. (laughs) He steps in and says that this is why they're taking such extreme precaution. He turns around to talk to Ellie, but Grant and Muldoon continue.
1: You say you're taking extreme precaution. A man died like yesterday. That's the thing
0: is we've still not disclosed that to our Mm -mm. experts. Uh, Nobody's told them that. Yeah, not at all. When Grant asks Muldoon if they show intelligence, he says that they show extreme intelligence, <laughs> even problem solving, especially
2: the big one. See, yeah, uh, we don't need them. We don't need them. <laughs>
1: this was a terrible... Yeah.
0: Everything that... Every next thing that you say is worse than the last <laughs> thing you said. We're going
1: to die, aren't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a rough day here at yeah. Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> he says that they initially bred eight, But she came in and took over the pride and killed all but two. This makes Hammond turn back to them, abandoning his conversation with Ellie. But Muldoon drops the chilling fact that when you look at the big one, you can see that she's working things out. They have to feed them this way because she had the other two attacking the fences when the feeders would come in. Despite the fences being electrified, they were systematically checking them for weaknesses and they were never attacking the same place twice. All right. And they remember. That is frightening.
1: <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. They remember. Do you <laughs> remember?
0: <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, they fuck. do. Yes. They're
2: dancing
1: to you. <laughs>
0: but to punctuate the conversation the crane raises back up without the animal
1: and it's ripped to shreds oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. with a big smile hammond's like no I'm so, I'm so hungry. <laughs> 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 the way this man just tries to sweep everything under yeah. the rug yeah. constantly is like it's entirely too much but we do cut to everyone sitting down to their lunch with their jurassic park branded plates <laughs>
1: When I saw that logo on the plate, (laughs) I was like, they're ready.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah. All they need is the green light. Yeah. Yeah. Projectors display pictures and videos of the attractions around them. But Ellie looks down at her food sourly after the experience they just had. Hammond tells them that none of their attractions on the screens are ready yet. But the park will open with the tour that they're about to take. And then the other rides will follow six months to a year after. He boasts the designs, saying again that they spared no expense. <laughs> Gennaro chimes in that they can charge whatever they want, even 2000 or 10000 a day because people will pay it.
1: Okay, 10000 a calm day. Calm down. Yeah, yeah calm down. And that
0: doesn't count the merchandise. I'm
1: about to put the no in dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that shit.
0: <laughs> Hammond interrupts though, saying that this wasn't only meant for the rich. Everyone has the right to enjoy the animals. Gennaro jokes that maybe they'll do a coupon day or something. And they laugh. I'm like, did you? But did you forget why you're here? Well, I mean, I think dinosaurs
2: in like real life will probably make you forget a lot. I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, come on, man. You got to come back to why you were here. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's like approved. approved. Yeah. <laughs> just stamping. Now here, but here's the thing for me as well is that he's just the lawyer of the people who are going to make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. he's suddenly he's an investor now. <laughs> <laughs> like he never made the jump. But the investors pay him. So maybe he's like, if
0: they're going yeah. They'll have to break some <laughs> off. to wet my beak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like No
2: oh you know, he's I, gonna get something <laughs> he'll get something for it I
0: genuinely <laughs> didn't even think about that's it. that's
1: bonkers man
0: but as he and Hammond chuckle Malcolm admits that he's staggered by the lack of humility before nature that they're displaying Gennaro says that things are different than what they were afraid of and Malcolm agrees but counters that they're even worse a lot worse Gennaro reasons that they haven't even seen the park yet, but Hammond interrupts that he wants to hear from every viewpoint. He implores Malcolm to continue.
1: Well, where are? Where have we been? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're
0: right. None of this is the park. Well, they did the little dino tour. They haven't been to the park yet. I guess,
1: but they saw the
0: feeding, the horror, the horrific feeding (laughs) behind the scenes.
1: So this is just the underbelly of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: But Malcolm does continue asking Hammond if he really doesn't understand the danger in what he's doing. He says the genetic power is the most awesome force on the planet, and he's wielding it like a kid who found his dad's gun. Gennaro tries to defend Hammond, but Malcolm continues, offering to explain the scientific problem here. It didn't require discipline to attain it. He says that Hammond and his people read what others did and then took the next step. They didn't acquire the knowledge for themselves, so they have no responsibility for it.
1: He, he's speaking the truth. He oh, yeah. is.
0: It's like, you don't want to hear this, but you need to listen. Mm-hmm. He accuses them of standing on the shoulders of geniuses to do something as fast as he did it. And before even realizing what he'd done, he patented it and monetized it. He slams his fist on the table at this point. Hammond calmly tells him that he doesn't think he's giving them their credit here. Their scientists have done things that no one has ever done before. But Malcolm argues that the scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they never stopped to think if they should.
1: See, and this is something that is so poignant and thoughtful Mm yes that is kind of universal and timeless because you can make the same exact argument against ai yeah against even uh to to the point of self-driving cars yeah Mm -hmm. and we we're not ready (laughs) we're not ready. (laughs) like it's it's honestly frightening when you expand quicker than you're than you should oh yeah and
0: it's applicable to everything like you were saying it's like his whole rant here i was like man He's spot on. Oh yeah. No, yeah,
1: and they're like, e- eat your semen. Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's hungry? <laughs> but but even just like
2: we've seen and we've already heard, like you said, T, it's not. They're not ready. They're they don't. You have to feed the Raptors this way. Why? Because they yeah. want to eat you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say, so come on, what that alone.
1: Yeah,
0: because they're smart enough to be trying to break yeah. out. It,
1: it was kind. Of, it's kind of the same thing that I learned in, ju- in journalism school, where a lot of times a lot of people strive to be the first instead of being the most correct. Yeah, yeah. and you really with things that uh, this gravity, mm-hmm. the implication of all of this, yeah, really should be the most correct. Yeah, instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to be the park that, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> known as the park that, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: did, you know? <laughs> you, gonna... you
1: don't. You don't. <laughs> look at that. <there>, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out.
0: But Hammond reasons that condors are on the verge of extinction. And if he brought a flock of them here, Malcolm would have nothing to say. But Malcolm says it's not like this is a species that was affected by people and became extinct. Dinosaurs were selected by nature for extinction. Hammond accuses him of having a very Luddite attitude and asks how they could have possibly stood at the brink of a discovery and not act on it. Malcolm says simply that discovery is a violent and penetrative act that scars what it explores. He calls Hammond's discovery the rape of the natural world. I was like, oh, you're just going for it. But again, where's the lie? I think for me, and I think this
1: kind of bothered me about sattler and grand because he is speaking the absolute truth that needs to be told mm-hmm. yeah but they're just like this sea bass is perfect <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like you well, need to see ellie, say, ellie yeah, gives it to him in a second well, yeah. yeah but i'm waiting for it <laughs> 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 it's like somebody amen in this man yeah, please.
1: yeah. You, you're just happy because you got your dig financed
2: yeah well you accepted
1: a bride. He <laughs> <I>
0: did
2: <laughs> a good chilean sea bass
1: can leave
2: you? is that couscous?
0: Under there? <laughs> like shit. I'm gonna let yeah, you finish. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm more of a salmon man, but I, I understand. <laughs> they're both great. Yeah, they're good. Good fish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Ellie gently asks how they could know anything about an extinct ecosystem without that knowledge. How could they possibly think they could control it? She points out that there are plants in this very building that are poisonous, but they picked them because they thought they looked good. If that doesn't illustrate everything right there that's what I'm
2: saying that That would be my point these plants we don't know what the fuck how long ago yeah. we, we have fossils and records of them but we don't know how they react to everyday life we don't understand how they grow at the rate they grow in real time no we can be like oh well records show whatever yeah but we've not observed it mm-hmm. we don't understand
1: and you're, you're telling me you spared no expense but you didn't hire a paleobotanist yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing yeah <laughs> Yep. I do not even know so that. Right. No, yeah. I don't even own a dinosaur park, but I know who would no. be on my <laughs> <Yeah>. payroll. <laughs> who you need. <laughs> right, I know I'm going to have to call. Shit. Yeah. Literally.
0: But Ellie says that these dinosaurs are aggressive living things. They don't even know what century they're in. And if it comes to defending themselves violently, they will. Grasping at straws, Hammond calls upon Grant, saying that if there's one person here who understands what he's trying to accomplish, it's him. Grant pauses before conceding that the world has changed so radically that they're all running to catch up to it. He says that he doesn't want to jump to any conclusion, but dinosaur and man are two species that have been separated by 65 million years of evolution and they've been suddenly thrown back together. They can't possibly have any idea what to expect.
1: They have nothing in common. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got
0: no mid- middle ground.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Seinfeld? No. <laughs> we got nothing to talk about. You're not going to get any
0: of my jokes. <laughs> the Simpsons? Fuck. Yeah. No.
1: We're screwed. We can't be friends. <laughs> I made like eight references today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hammond laughs he tells grant that he was supposed to come down here and defend him against gennaro and malcolm but at the end of the day the only one on his side is gennaro the blood-sucking lawyer gennaro's like thank you yeah. <laughs> well i love he's how like, cut me a check
1: yeah. <laughs> hammond just puts it on front street he's like i paid you for here your- literally <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> to
0: agree with me he's like yeah. Will you calm
1: down
2: dude?" <laughs> my reputation I get he's upset, but listen to reason, man. Like, Dave, all three have said something really good. Like, really, this is is not something that we should be fucking around with.
1: So, once again, we've got Muldoon,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: an
1: expert on wildlife. Yes. Then we have these three experts... And we're going to just discount all four. That's
0: that's the thing. You didn't want them to come and give their expertise. Mm -hmm. You wanted them to come and say, great job, Hammond. Mm -hmm. Open it up.
1: To be in the brochure, you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a They're little floating smiling head. faces. You, yeah. you didn't
0: care what they really thought or had to say. You just thought they would be so odd and wowed because you've spared no expense, and the Chilean sea bass looks delicious. <laughs> um, that they were just gonna say yes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they like crumbled
1: Fritos on top of it or something. It
0: was, <laughs> I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> it's
1: like he spared some expense. Yeah. Like, I can get the shit at a gas station. That's so. where he ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, he's like
0: we. Eat the topping. Yeah. Do you know how much it costs to feed them a cow a day? (laughs) (laughs) but the server comes over and whispers something into hammond's ear and he gets to his feet proclaiming that they're here as they walk back downstairs to the lobby with the giant dinosaur skeleton hammond tells them that they will be visiting with their target audience suddenly his grandchildren lex and tim played by ariana richards and joseph Mazzello, come running toward them calling out to hammond
1: i have to be honest um in my very vague memories of this film, mm-hmm. and maybe possibly because of Hammond and how he <laughs> reacts for the rest of the film, I thought these children were Sattler and Grant's kids. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> really? Yes. The way he <laughs> I mean... Because later on, he's like, the park, the park.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: dude. dude. <laughs> Flesh and blood. Yeah. We, all, we, all, we all got priorities. Okay? Yeah. I, guess, I guess so. I did read that they early on had christina ricci in mind for really lex yeah all right i mean i love her give her every role ever <laughs> but ariana Agreed. richards i think did a great job yeah. it is interesting because i read that in the book um tim is the older sibling and lex is the younger sibling hmm. and something that lex is very good at later on in the film Tim Tim really had every character arc. He knew all the stuff about dinosaurs and the thing that Lex does later that we'll talk about was his too. Oh, And Lex was just like an eight-year-old girl who loved sports.
1: So what (laughs) they did is they reverse Mike Hanlon. Yes. And actually gave these kids something to do. Yes. Instead of taking away what they're known for. Yes. Okay, very cool.
0: What was interesting too is a big reason that Spielberg wanted to change the ages of the kids was because... uh, joseph Mazzello, the the kid that plays tim Mm -hmm. he wanted or i guess he had auditioned for hook oh and they told him he was too young and so spielberg was like i'll come like i'll come back for you you know um and he did he this role was for him so you know you love to see it yeah and he's good in this too
1: yeah and that's that's one thing because like jp was talking about earlier They really listen to the child actors, Mm -hmm. even implementing some of the ideas that they had on set. I love that. you get better performances when you actually care about, you know, your performers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the kids hug him so hard that he falls backwards onto the stairs. Ellie smiles down at them, but no one else looks happy or (laughs) amused by this at all. Well, the danger.
1: There's kids here now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? Didn't a
0: raptor just eat a man yesterday? Or yeah. Really, you gonna... But again,
1: our target audience only, is yeah.
0: only Gennaro and Hammond know that I guess. <laughs> only the man who brought his grandchildren knows <laughs> <here. laughs> that, that. But outside, Hammond leads everyone, including his grandkids, to Jurassic Park cars they are electric and don't have drivers. They just move along a track throughout the park. And this is the first time that I personally noticed that Gennaro was wearing a tie, a button down and shorts. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah, I. It
0: was a choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. I noticed this later, and I thought that something else was happening. Uh,
0: me too. <laughs> I paused it and I told John Paul, "You're fucking kidding me, right?" <laughs> yeah. And then in another angle, I was like, "Okay." okay. <laughs> I
1: was like, "Well, I'm here."
3: Look at Look <laughs> at <it. laughs>
0: Anyway, Hammond brags again that they spared no expense on the cars. Lex gets inside one and is amazed by the interactive CD-ROM. You press the screen and it tells you about the subject. Hammond tells Ellie to come with him and instructs Grant to go get in the second car. Malcolm strides past Grant, insisting that he's going (laughs) to go ride with Ellie too.
1: (laughs) So that made me laugh because it's setting up that thing yeah but also i realized that in this moment i have not heard the phrase cd rom yeah yeah in a very long time but it made me smile because that was all the rage oh, oh yeah. yeah and they
0: were amazed and so were we oh yeah oh, you know?
1: yeah, Child, children of the 90s
0: yep but grant just looks malcolm up and down <laughs> hammond heads back inside and grant tries to walk away but tim is standing right in front of him smiling up at him He tells Grant that he read his book and Grant is basically like, that's nice, kid, and starts to walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Grant gets in the backseat of the car where Ellie sits in the passenger seat, but Tim follows him, asking if he really thinks that all the dinosaurs turned into birds. Grant says that a few species may have evolved that way. He literally turns away from the child as he sits next to him in the back. Tim smiles, saying that they sure don't look like birds to him, and Grant... Literally slides across the seat and gets out of the other side of the car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, look, here are your alternatives. You either have him just being very mean and exiting the vehicle, or you have him like fucking getting out that raptor talent again. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants him to do that. And showing this kid what it's like. <laughs> and nobody wants that. You want to talk about birds? Yeah. <laughs> like, ah! Oh my god. Was that was that a bird?
0: Yeah, no, those Tim <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> At least he read his book. <laughs> yeah. It's Grant making the birds. <laughs> i just
1: feel like i mean i don't know this kid's clearly meeting his hero yeah, yeah and you're
0: being a dick yes yeah. but tim follows him again talking about a meteor that left a crater in mexico but grant interrupts him he asks which car he planned on riding in and tim innocently tells him whichever one you are <laughs> i was like man just fucking let the kid talk he wants
1: to talk to you he does yeah.
0: He continues to prattle on about things that he's read and what his teachers have told him about meteors. Grant leads him to the car in front of them and opens the door for him. Tim gets inside, still talking to Grant, but Grant shuts the door in his face. He tries to walk off, but comes face to face with Lex. She shyly tells him that Ellie said that she should ride with him because it would be good for him.
2: Come on, you know this fool said he didn't (laughs) want nothing to do with kids earlier.
1: (laughs) She wants kids.
0: She's he, like fall yeah, in love with these kids, no. and then you know you'll be in love with
1: the idea. I just think like even if even if you don't like kids, it's just a matter of human decency. It, it really is. is. <laughs> I don't know why he's so angry. You don't yeah. have to be a dick. <laughs> Shutting the door in the kid's face. Kids yeah. are not for
0: everyone. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But you can just sit there. <laughs> <laughs> be you can just nice. Sit there. Yeah. <laughs> But from the second car, Ellie smiles at him. Grant nods back at her annoyed and the PA system says that the boat is now loading and reminds everyone to be on the dock for the 1900 hours departure. Back inside the facility, Muldoon is checking computers and warning Hammond about an impending tropical storm who only laments not building Jurassic Park in Orlando. Muldoon says that the storm may miss them like the last one did, but he needs to keep an eye on it. At the next computer sits Ray Arnold, played by Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson. Yes. That was the familiar voice. Yes.
1: Yeah. Man, I, again, are talking about this cast. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing.
0: 10 out of 10. But Hammond tells him to start the tour and smoking a cigarette, Arnold types something into the computer. He cautions, iconically, hold on to your butts <laughs> before the screen goes from red to green, alerting that the tour has been initiated. Monitors cycle until they land on the cars on the track outside and they begin to move.
1: There was something, because you just mentioned a tropical storm coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, I read in the production notes and I saw in that documentary as well. They're actually, during production, a category five hurricane shut down the production of the film.
2: Yeah, I think they said it was three weeks in. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: The hotel that they were staying at, they were able to step out and look into the eye of the storm. And it was like a... Incredible experience, but also when it was all said and done, so much devastation. Well yeah in yeah. the island. I think they said something along the lines of I think Kathleen Kennedy was the producer of this film. They sent like twenty thousand pounds or twenty thousand tons or something. Not tons, that's too much. Holy <laughs> holy <shit. laughs> I think it was twenty it was like twenty thousand pounds of um aid to the region. Yeah. Wow. And so them filming on the island, they actually gave a lot of aid to the island after such a disaster yeah so i thought it was a very nice way of paying it forward yeah yeah.
0: but in the cars lex and tim are with gennaro in the first one and grant has joined ellie and malcolm in the second one as the first car approaches the giant gates of jurassic park proper the screen tells them that the information for what they're passing will be made available to them on the touch screen remember when touchscreens first came out Mm -hmm.
1: oh yeah Well, I also would get confused and think every screen was a tough (laughs) screen if I used one for too long.
0: (laughs) I just remember it's like, holy shit.
2: Yeah, it was always weird because like seeing how how technology changes and i remember mm. when it was just a flat screen then it was a touch screen it was like oh my god
3: yeah
0: remember that ipod touches oh yeah that had like the ripple on them and you were like or they had like the lighter and you could be like oh, oh. shit <laughs> 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 you're like moving it that was wild that was <laughs> <laughs> and look at us now mm mm-hmm. But Lex worries that they're going to hit the gate as they approach it, but it opens automatically for them. The theme plays, and Malcolm sarcastically asks what they've got in there, King Kong, as they pass through the gates, and they promptly close behind them.
1: So firstly, obviously, the very sweet reference to King Kong. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially with how much I'm into Spielberg as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, in
1: that documentary, I saw, and I don't know if there's like a small cameo that I missed or don't know about, but Faye Ray from the original King Kong, I think she played Ann Darrow, um, she visited the set of...
0: Cool. Jurassic Park. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this movie called? <laughs> Your face looks like King lagged. Kong. Help, help, yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My eyes were screaming. Um- <laughs> Ah, it's getting late all right (laughs) focus me focus um i also wanted to talk about rick carter who's the production designer Mm -hmm. um he literally in his team of course built a full fucking fledged park on this island it's supposed to be um costa rica Mm -hmm. yeah but it's actually filmed in hawaii Mm -hmm. okay And there are a lot of scenes that are coming up that were filmed on the Universal lot, which they did such a great job with the production design that you feel is also part of the island. Yeah. So we'll talk about some of those because it's kind of surprising. Uh Uh-huh. But at the same time, you're like, oh, well, there's no way that they could have filmed this there. Right. And it makes logical sense. But um, Rick Carter did a ton of, obviously, you go down his filmography. It's uh, Spielberg, Zemeckis, Spielberg, Zemeckis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, of course, he did both What Lies Beneath and Death becomes her.
3: Uh,
0: That's all I gotta say. (laughs) (laughs) But back at the facility, Hammond is looking through surveillance cameras, which are located inside of the vehicles. He speaks into the microphone, saying that the voice they're hearing on the touch screen is Richard Kiley. With a chuckle, he boasts again that they spared no expense. (laughs)
1: So I did read that in the novel, they said that Richard Kiley did the voice of the park.
2: Really? Oh, right.
1: Yeah. It is him. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. When they made
1: the film Spielberg, they got to be accurate. That's very very cool.
0: But back on the tour, the vehicles pass the first set of dinosaurs, the Dilophosaurus. Everyone is suddenly glued to the windows, peering through the electrified gates to get a glimpse. Richard Kiley continues to narrate that it's been discovered that not only were the Dilophosaurus one of the first carnivores, they were actually poisonous.
1: Okay, so this is where, again, why did we choose this dinosaur? Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, honestly, when you think about it, if we're
1: mucking about with the gene sequencing, can we take the spit out? You know? Or oh, at yeah. least, you know, yeah. make it not poisonous? If y'all, are right. fucking, y- y'all are already
0: <laughs> doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, dude, have it spit Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can do and anything then you charge
3: want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the Dilophosaurus
1: <dental> cooking. <laughs> 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 We're going to be doing uh, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I...
2: <laughs> you know how many people are going to want that thing to spit in their mouth? Oh, well, it's coke. Uh, it's gross. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right,
1: let's get we no. don't want it from the top. Yeah, let's no. get that straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, have him do it like behind the curtain or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it. It's like slurm. Yeah. I just want to. It's cool to drink the dinosaur (laughs) coke. (laughs) But don't
0: show me. (laughs) I don't want to see how it's made. (laughs) But he goes on to say that they would spit poison onto their prey, blinding and eventually paralyzing them so that they could eat them easier. Richard Kiley describes them as a beautiful but (laughs) deadly (laughs) 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 contribution to the park. How? They're no, it's they're not spitting yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
1: yeah. was that was yeah, that, 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 I did that. I made that up. <laughs> in the dangerous. film it's 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 viscous poison. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like a sludge really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but off in the distance of the trees something growls but it's unseen. As the track continues to pull them away from the Dilophosaurus exhibit, Ellie looks sad that they didn't get to see one while Grant offers up a Gordon Ramsay,
2: damn. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Back in the control room, Arnold is concerned with the lights on one of the vehicles not working properly, relying on a battery instead. He sarcastically tells Hammond to add that as item 151 on today's glitch list. Two days! Yeah, I know it's literally probably not 151, but it's gotta be a lot for him to say that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, you know, light's a real problem. Yeah. But you know what else is a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Velociraptor <Vlaserachna. Yeah. laughs> e- e- eating a man
0: that's that's i hope that's number one probably like a bigger problem (laughs) yeah more than a light (laughs) (laughs) but he's annoyed that the computers aren't even on their feet yet and they've already got all the problems of a major theme park and a major zoo hammond strolls over to a much messier workstation he addresses the man there accusing him of having butterfingers when everyone's lives are in his hands when the man turns around laughing his ass off it's nedry
1: I got to be honest, I was so caught up with the wonder of dinosaurs, Yeah, I forgot about this deal that was made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely.
0: Well, it does a good job of making it a, oh shit, when you see him again. Yeah. He says that he's unappreciated. He's made it to where three people can run this entire park here from this room for about three days. He tells them that that kind of automation isn't easy and it isn't cheap. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He asked if Hammond knows anyone else who could network the eight machines that he's done, as well as debug two million lines of code for what he's getting paid. Hammond tells Nedry that he's sorry for his financial problems, but that's what they are, his problems. it's tough it is so he's
1: like i'm sick of talking with you about money and that's again it explains everything yeah Yeah. but Uh, i think it's just the fact that he was so open with his money woes that it's like oh no it's well known (laughs) (laughs) but don't you feel like if 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 he's talking this much shit and then he's also like it's kind of obvious that you've double-crossed me well yeah yeah, you
0: probably probably shouldn't
1: keep this guy
2: around no (laughs) what are you doing too to be to need money like that that's a good you question. You just went and fucking, and I, I get it. It's not a good job. You know, you're doing shit you shouldn't. But for you to double cross these people, uh-huh. I'm sure they have money. They probably gave you a pretty good paycheck.
1: I would imagine if your boss has created a park <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where dinosaurs. It, roam the earth again yeah. yeah you've got it you have to be
0: well i told john paul i said is this kind of a commentary that they spared no expense to do all the extra shit for the park but they can't pay their workers and john paul was like no i think they're paying him yeah.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think he's just greedy well you gotta think too a lot of these dinosaurs are big how uh-huh. long have they been here
1: also true that's how true long yeah. have y'all been doing that? but you know honestly to your point dude when you think about billionaires that are fucking you know I mean how do they get that way yeah Yeah. and how do they treat their employees yeah look at fucking Elon Musk yeah Yeah. all right gross
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway they start to bicker but Hammond puts his foot down refusing to be drawn into another fight about finances with Nedry so this is just the thing that they do again (laughs) (laughs) Hammond says that he doesn't blame people for their mistakes but he does expect them to pay for them Nedry ruefully and sarcastically tells him thanks dad but before I can go further Arnold interrupts he brings up the headlights and Nedry says that he'll debug them when the tour gets back because they're going to lose part of the system while he does it he starts rambling about it but Muldoon tells everyone to be quiet we press in on him as he reports that they're approaching the T-Rex exhibit the vehicles come to a slow stop at a 10,000 volt electric fence Everyone stares out of their windows at the trees behind it. And it's silent until Malcolm breaks it. He says that God created dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Ellie finishes the story for him. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. (laughs) 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 But through the radio, Arnold tells them that they're going to try to tempt the t rex on cue, a goat is raised up on a platform in the enclosure. Lex asks what's going to happen to the goat and is upset when she realizes that it's going to be eaten. But Tim is thrilled. I'm like, is this how y'all are going to do, like, on the real tour? Like, that's that's a lot. Yeah. And you're bringing kids. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, Dude, I told kids. you it was dark. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is,
2: <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was thinking the same thing. So this is how you're going to get the dinosaurs to come out in front of my kids? By eating this fucking goat? Live goat. Yeah, right in there. In front
0: of my children. You
2: can't have him do tricks or something. <laughs> like, it's just, he's got to eat the goat.
1: I feel like this is a little excessive. And
0: they eat scary, man. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it and we'll see it again. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I heard the noises.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gennaro asks her if she's ever had lamb chops, but she informs him that she's a vegetarian. The goat sits behind the fence, bleating and chained. But Grant says that the T-Rex doesn't just want to be fed like that. It wants to hunt. 65 million years of gut instinct can't be repressed. Finally, the goat lays down and starts to get comfortable. And everyone in the vehicles backs up from the windows, a lot less eager. In the control room, Hammond watches as Malcolm leans into the camera and asks if he eventually plans to have any dinosaurs on the dinosaur <laughs> tour.
2: Well, we struck out twice now. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. In the first two. Yeah. Like, we've seen nothing. Boring. But, but a goat. <laughs> the goat was cool. The goat yeah. Was cool. And he lived. He did. The
1: goat who lived.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Malcolm knocks on the camera and breathes on it, asking, hello, Hammond reflects that he really hates Malcolm (laughs) back on the tour. The cars start to slide along the track again. Malcolm muses that the T-Rex isn't going to obey any set park schedule. This is the essence of chaos. Ellie still doesn't understand, so Malcolm explains. It deals with the unpredictability and complex systems, essentially the butterfly effect. A butterfly can flap its wings in Peking, causing rain instead of sunshine in Central Park. Ellie laughs and admits that this has gone over her head. Malcolm casually laughs along with her, playing with her hair. <laughs>
2: that, <laughs> yeah, he that's did. That's a lot, dude.
0: <laughs> I, I was dying. And he asked if he went too fast, (laughs) but he asked her to hand him a glass of water so he can conduct an experiment, despite the fact that the car is moving instead of staying still. Grant stares out of his window and sees something like a car far off in the distance in the grass. Malcolm and Ellie conduct the experiment. He has Ellie hold her hand up and proposes that if they put a drop of water on it, where is it going to roll off? She hypothesizes her thumb and Malcolm places the drop and it rolls back. He does another one and Ellie guesses that it will do the same thing, but it doesn't. Malcolm feigns surprise and rhetorically asks why it changed. He sets down the water and holds her hand, saying that the tiny variables like the orientation of the hair on her hand or the amount of blood vessels or imperfections of the skin. She interrupts him here, but he assures her that imperfections are merely microscopic. (laughs) 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 But he continues that these variables never repeat and they severely impact the outcome. He asks what this is and she answers unpredictability. She had called Grant to look at the experiment, but he's distracted. As they wrap up their lesson, he literally opens the door and steps out of the car. Malcolm uses this to his credit. Unpredictability. No one would have ever guessed that Grant would have jumped out of a moving vehicle. (laughs) Ellie doesn't answer, only opens the door and follows Grant, calling after him. Alone now, Malcolm chuckles, saying that this was just another example, and now he's alone here talking to himself. That's chaos theory. (laughs) This, uh,
1: again i was like this isn't scripted at all no, no. no. you're
0: just going on no, being himself <laughs> but alarmed hammond tells arnold to stop the program on the monitors everyone else has gotten out of their cars too and Muldoon says that he's told them multiple times that the vehicle doors need to lock everyone rushes over except for nedry alone now he switches his view to the dock On his desk, among Reese's wrappers, papers, and floppy disks, sits the insidious can of Barbasol.
2: (laughs) Why the fuck were the doors not locked? (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's that's day
2: one. You tried tried to pin them
0: down in the theater, but in the park with the actual dinosaurs,
2: it's fine. Yeah. Like, like nobody's dad is going to be like, let's go get a closer look. <laughs> Are you kidding? Nobody's dad. Come on. Well, I'd want to. It yeah.
3: <laughs> it's him. <laughs> yeah, I'm Our somebody's dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a fucking dinosaur,
1: man. <laughs> let's get a closer look.
0: <laughs> Outside, everyone follows Grant, but especially Tim, who is telling him about that book from Backer that says that dinosaurs died of disease, not that they turned into birds. Ellie asks Grant what he's doing, but he ignores her. Gennaro proposes that they shouldn't be out here, but Tim continues that Backer's book was a lot thicker than Grant's too. That <laughs> means nothing. No. <laughs> First of
1: all, second of all, I think that we're really lucky that Grant is distracted. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still got a talent with that, that, <laughs> that boy's name on it. <laughs> also, can we talk about the fact that this kid's name is Tim Murphy? And for any Sunny fans, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for any fan, if it's always sunny in Philadelphia, that's very funny. But we know that, <laughs> that he survives really yes. because he goes to school with
0: Dennis, with Dennis and Dennis,
1: he, <laughs> <laughs> he makes it to the
0: reunion. Yeah. yeah. But Lex trips, and Grant immediately helps her up, asking if she's okay. When he helps her up, she holds on to his hand. Tim desperately tries to get his attention, but Grant only continues forward. He tells everyone to stay here and goes forward on his own, but Tim follows him despite Ellie and Lex trying to keep him back. We follow behind Tim's legs as he approaches the Triceratops, lying on the ground in a clearing, obviously ill and dazed. Grant asks the attendant Harding, played by Gerald R. Molin if he can touch it. Harding assures him that it's okay and not to be scared. Muldoon tranquilized her for him because she's sick. Everyone approaches in complete awe as the dinosaur groans and moans weakly.
2: So this one was also interesting in that same article uh, Gary Ridstrom had with Vulture. He said that the sounds were cows from Skywalker Ranch. (laughs) 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 And then he said that uh, when the scene we're going to see here in a second, when he lays on the triceratops, he said, all that is, is a cardboard tube, With a spring inside of it, and him breathing into it, Uh, and he said that it did take some tuning and pitching and whatever with a lot of these sounds, but he said that once he got it, he was like, "This is perfect. This
1: is what it is." That's
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: it's this this stuff that always fascinates me and Foley. I I, yeah yeah,
0: I was thinking the exact same. Where you're like,
1: how do you even know to come up with that? Yeah,
0: but it works. It does. But everyone touches the creature. Ellie even cries as she caresses her. Grant admits that this was his favorite dinosaur as a kid. And now she's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Ellie's like, wow, thanks. (laughs) Ellie finds micro vesicles on the dinosaur's tongue and remarks that it's interesting. Harding tells her that the symptoms have been returning every six weeks or so. And balance, disorientation and labored breathing. Grant is lying on her stomach, being lifted every time she takes a labored breath. Using the flashlight Harding gave her, Ellie points out the dinosaur's dilated eyes. She concludes that it's pharmacological from the plant life here. She goes to the nearby grass and identifies that West Indian lilac is among it. Harding says that they know it's toxic, but that the dinosaurs don't eat it. Ellie isn't convinced and says that the only way she can be sure is to check the dinosaur's droppings. Malcolm is shook. Dino droppings?
1: Firstly, that is wild. They don't yeah. eat it. Yeah. No, they know isn't it's poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know better. They know better.
0: But we did bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was like, yeah. what? But they could eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? What are you talking about? You're the expert they yeah. hired? <laughs> You're fired. Literally. I. <laughs> I did. Aside from that, I did want to talk about the um, animatronic work, okay, that went into this film because it is brilliant. First of all, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was done by Stan Winston and his crew. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. we talk
1: about Stan Winston quite a bit on this show. Um, I know he did some work on the thing. It was Rob Bottin who led that. Mm -hmm. But there's also Predator, Edward Scissorhands, and of course- Of course. He directed Pumpkinhead. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. So Stan Winston's done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They had said that it took 18 months of research with um, paleontologists and experts in the field- Mm Mm-hmm to make sure that they had what they needed in regards to accuracy for all of these dinosaurs. Damn. And it's very fascinating because there are a lot of times in this film where things begin as an animatronic and then switch to CG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very, very well done, almost seamless at times. Yes. Mm-hmm. From shot to shot. Mm-hmm. This triceratops is a full animatronic, completely built and fully realized. Damn. They had eight people controlling it. Each part, one person's controlling the blinking. Yeah, one person's doing the mouth, so she can mess with the tongue. Yeah, all of that stuff, and it kind of flabbergasted the entire cast because they're like, "This is it feels real." Yeah, yeah. to see this, and then for Sam Neill, you're like, "I'm laying on it."
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even down to like the textures and everything. Yeah. yeah, she's touching the tongue. It's like it all looks so real. It's, it's yeah.
1: just so well done, so fully realized. Um, I think this for me is why I understand. I completely understand CG work in films. Yeah, but there are times. Yeah, where you just gotta go practical for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: but in the facility, Muldoon receives information on the phone. He reports to Arnold and Hammond that the storm isn't getting weaker or changing course. They're gonna need to cut the tour short and start again tomorrow. Hammond asks if they really have to, and Arnold tells him that it's just not worth the risk. It's like, God damn, (laughs) dude. Oh my God, literally, nature, the weather is telling you to fucking pack it up. But defeated, Hammond tells Arnold to get them back to their cars. Arnold makes the announcement that the last shuttle for the dock leaves in five minutes, so everyone needs to stop what they're doing and leave now. For the first time, Hammond is visibly angry, stomping his foot and yelling, damn.
1: Yeah, it's a little cartoonish though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's it. The thing is, is that again, his style of I guess this character. Yeah, yeah. his anger even feels like whimsical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he was Sean Connery, he'd be like, oh shit. Yeah,
0: oh, Jesus. I'm, uh, can I go home now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to the store. <laughs> But back outside, Ellie inspects mountains of droppings that are probably as tall as me. <laughs> she gives Harding his credit, saying that he's right and there are no remnants of the lilac. She walks away, muttering to herself and pulling off the giant gloves. Malcolm comments that she's tenacious, but Grant tells him that he has no idea. Malcolm calls out to her to remember to wash her hands before eating anything. <laughs> I, uh, this is not explained But I think in the novel, what was happening was that they were eating around the lilac and eating the lilac on accident and it was inducing vomiting. So that's why it wasn't in the droppings. They were throwing it up, but they were eating it. Ellie is right. That Uh, that is why they were getting sick because it shouldn't be there. Yeah,
1: but they do kind of just—it's one of those things that you just don't talk about again.
0: Yeah, that's the thing—is watching it critically. I'm like, wait, you never explained that. But just when you're just watching it, you're like, wow, like what's gonna happen next? (laughs) Dinosaur? (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) But back at the facility, Nedry is typing away at his computer. He's rewarded with the prompt on the screen: "Debug Island Overview. Execute."
1: Okay, so I just <laughs> I just have to be honest, whoever installed this program was also <laughs> kind of cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it, a was lot. Nedry.
0: it was Nedry. It was
1: <laughs> And I do also have to say that Nedri just openly conducting his suspicious oh, yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't in a second, his behavior is
0: <laughs> Oh <laughs> it's great. my god. John <laughs> Paul and I were fucking laughing so hard making fun of him the other day.
1: Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> But outside, Thunder booms loudly, scaring the shit out of Gennaro, who advises the doctors that they need to get back to their cars. Ellie says that she'd rather stay behind with Harding and the Triceratops. Harding says that this is fine. His vehicle runs on gas and he can drop her at the visitor center on his way to the docks to make the boat. I'm like, did y'all not hear him say five minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. Okay. Grant asks if she's sure, and Ellie is, saying that she wants to stay with her longer. As lightning strikes and thunder booms, Ellie returns to the Triceratops, and the rest of the group honors her wishes and makes their way back to the cars on the track. Back at the facility, Nedry watches the man that he's talking to on the docks use the phone. The waves crash around him, and he says that it's out of his hands, and if the captain says they have to go, they have to go. Nedry pleads with him, saying that the test run of this took him twenty minutes. He could maybe do it in eighteen, but he has to at least give him fifty. <laughs> I'll see. Where are you getting these numbers?
1: <laughs> so you're, you're just guessing. Yeah, you have no idea.
0: <laughs> the man on the dock tells him that he can't make any promises and promptly hangs up the phone. As Hammond stares at the mosquito encased in the amber at the top of his cane, Arnold reports that the vehicles are going back to the garage hammond sadly says so much for our first tour there were two no-shows and one sick triceratops arnold tells him seriously that it could have been worse a lot worse (laughs) oh god (laughs) suddenly (laughs) ned recitals up very nervously asking (laughs) if anyone wants a soda or something because he's going up to the machine he conspicuously rambles that he's only had sweets today. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants something salty. Okay. <laughs> Just get out of here. He's, yeah. he's acting so fucking suspicious. I was laughing out loud. Yeah, you
2: can't leave the room no more. No. no you stay no. here. Well,
0: somebody's going to go with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arnold stares at him the cigarette hanging from his lips as he continues that he debugged the phone he said he would so we did so the system will be compiling for 18 to 20 minutes some of the minor systems might go on and off for a while but there's nothing for anyone to worry about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially don't look at my computer
0: <laughs> <laughs> he reaches over to his mouse and clicks the big red execute button on the computer He sets his stopwatch in sync with an hour-long countdown on his computer. It is pouring outside now, and the vehicles are making their way back to the garage. In their car, Grant asks Malcolm if he has children. As Malcolm drinks from his flask, he tells him that he has three. He loves kids because anything can and will happen. Same with wives. (laughs) He offers Grant his flask, but Grant refuses it, asking if he's married. Malcolm responds, (laughs) occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) He says he's always on the lookout for the future ex-Mrs. Malcolm. He chuckles, but Grant does not seem amused. Again, this is Jeff Goldblum just being full Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I did read that for a while this role was um going to be played by Jim Carrey.
2: Oh, no. 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 It
0: would be a whole different energy. It would yeah. be a completely different character. But in the facility, Nedry waits outside of the decontamination airlock and counts down. As soon as he gets to one, the doors open. Arnold starts to light another cigarette, but pauses when his computer starts alerting him to the door security shutting down. He remarks that it's odd, but Hammond reminds him that Nedry said that some aspects would shut down. He's like, remember when he was all sweaty and talking? (laughs) He did say that might happen. Nedry finds his way to the restricted embryo storage room. He releases glowing containers with bits of every type of dinosaur's embryos. He plucks the tiny vials from the containers and loads them into the faux Barbasol can.
1: I just have to commend the production design again Mm -hmm. and the art direction. This place looks amazing. It really does. Yeah.
0: But he leaves the room and closes the can tight. Back in the vehicle, the screen goes dark. But Malcolm drops a bigger bomb in the back seat. He asks Grant if Ellie is available. When Grant asks him why, Malcolm apologizes. He starts, "You two and Grant tells him, "Yes." Suddenly, the vehicle stops. Back in the control room, Arnold's computer is lighting up and blinking red everywhere. He says that the security fences are going down all over the park. Hammond angrily tells someone to check the vending machines <laughs> and find Nedry. You believe him? He did. Yeah. He's like, he said he wanted something salty. So. <laughs> Go to the one with the chips. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, Nedry (laughs) drives up to the big gate of Jurassic Park. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's breaking out. He's he's not even in the facility anymore. He's not even part of the park. (laughs) (laughs) He hops out of the car and flips a manual switch to unlock the gate before rushing back to his car in the rain. He drives through, nudging the gates open as he does. At the facility, Arnold goes over to Nedri's desk, disgusted by the state of his workspace. Muldoon asks if the Raptors fences are down, and Arnold checks. They're still on. Luckily. Mm-hmm. Hammond asks Muldoon why the hell Nedri would turn the other ones off. We cut back to Nedri, standing outside of a high voltage fence. Deactivated, he's able to open them easily and then drive through. He loses control of his car, crashing into the sign for the dock. He sets it back up, but is frustrated when he doesn't know which way the arrow on the sign was supposed to go. Back at Nedry's computer, his cigarette burning down to the filter. Arnold tries to access the security grid, but his access is repeatedly denied. Suddenly, the words, you didn't say the magic word appear, repeating down the blue screen until on another computer... Nedry's head pops up on the drawn body of Elvis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not explained.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his finger shakes, advising Arnold that he didn't say the magic word. It's like, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking laughing. He put his, he yes, put his own face on there. That's
2: so funny. <laughs> and it looks like Super Dave's outfit, but I think
0: it is Elvis. I think it said King. That's why I okay, thought it was yeah. Elvis. Oh.
1: Well, maybe that's, is that an Elvis? Maybe it's an Elvis lyric. We don't know
0: what uh-uh no it's not about the magic <laughs> word dude oh. <laughs> <laughs> someone asked Patrick Wilson I don't, yeah.
1: know. <laughs> I don't know he seems to know what's up <laughs> um, I will say that the audacity of this man yeah is unbelievable I respect his villainous behavior yeah but I don't have to like
0: it <laughs> well because after a certain point he's like no I'm fucking them over and they're gonna know they're fucking over yeah. yeah. right. uh, uh, uh. it's like come on man <laughs> you've only been gone a few minutes I, <laughs> yeah, you could still be at the vending machines
1: conceivably
2: i was gonna ding him for the messy ass desk uh-huh. and then when that thing popped up i was like never mind
1: that's, All is forgiven. Fucking,
2: that's so funny we used to say that shit constantly me and my brother to but, each other uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> it's like man that's fucking that's too funny it's
1: unbelievable yeah
0: but arnold is furious rightfully so realizing that nedry hacked them Hammond hands him the phone, telling him to call Nedry's people at Cambridge. (laughs) Muldoon joins them as Arnold tries to make the call, but he quickly realizes that the phones are also out. Hammond asks Muldoon where the vehicles have stopped on the track. So we cut to the track where the vehicles are stopped, right outside of the T-Rex enclosure where the goat is still chilling and waiting to be eaten. I mean, I guess the goat doesn't know that. No, No. I'm just hanging out. Yeah. Grant runs from the first car back to the second and gets behind the wheel. He says that Gennaro told them to just stay put, but Malcolm is concerned with how the kids are. Grant says that he didn't ask, but he doesn't understand why they wouldn't be fine. <laughs> he's, you know, yeah. he's <laughs> still in the middle of his character arc. Let yes. him, let him. The middle, but like more towards the beginning. <laughs> well, they're with an adult. Yeah. Come on.
2: They're,
1: they're probably fine. Yeah. yeah.
0: Malcolm informs him that kids get scared. Grant dismisses it as just a hiccup in the power. Malcolm tells him that he's not scared, and Grant's like, I never said you were. It's all right, man.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) You're (laughs) scared. We're
0: all a little scared. (laughs) I think you might be a little scared. In the front car, Tim pops up from the front seat, wearing some headgear with goggles on it. He screams to scare Lex, but Gennaro just wants to know where he got the goggles from. Tim found them in a box under the seat and Gennaro tells him that they're heavy, which means they're expensive and Tim needs to put them back.
2: But if they're here, maybe they're part of the tour. Maybe we need to have them so we can see certain things. So we are supposed to use them.
1: I think I mean, if they're in the car, period, you're right so calm down yeah again, chill out man
0: <laughs> this is just another <laughs> example of gennaro inserting himself because he's got no claim to those no, no. To, even if they're <laughs> damaged it Honestly, doesn't come out of his pocket he's like i
1: invested in those <laughs> <laughs> no you didn't <laughs> no you did not
0: i think you're forgetting what your role yeah. here is and he <laughs> tells him to put him
1: back but then tim just puts them on his head again yeah he's like no, fuck, fuck, fuck <laughs> <laughs> off you, you didn't invest
0: in my grandfather's <laughs> oh yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's my grandfather shut up like you said tim just ignores him and puts them back on crawling into the back seat lex chastises him for scaring her but tim ignores her again twisting the goggles as he stares out of the back window finding out that they have night vision
1: so in all honesty i mean jurassic park i i thought was a daytime attraction Mm -hmm. so night vision goggles in every vehicle is a little weird yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but again
2: that's what i'm saying what are these for
1: i don't know i mean We, we haven't i guess we haven't gotten there yeah well, they haven't opened yet. They're still well, figuring yeah, it they, out. Yeah.
0: They couldn't even finish this tour. Yeah. So, like, we're not there yet.
1: And they haven't seen one no. dinosaur. I oh, said, yeah. It's not on the tour. For some reason, because it's Night Vision, I almost said they haven't seen one vampire. <laughs> 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 Which they also haven't. You know, no, and they won't.
0: No. And spoiler alert. There's not one vampire in this. I
1: watched the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Let me go ahead and recuse myself. <laughs>
0: Grant puts his water bottle up to the sky to collect rain in it before closing the door and taking a drink. He offers it to Malcolm, who takes it, with a smile and a nod. I thought this was going to be like a reverse of him offering his flask and him saying no, but Malcolm's like, thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you.
2: <laughs> I don't know if you know this. There's dinosaurs around us. Yeah. I need a drink.
0: We need to be... Oh, a drink drink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I mean, right. we don't know.
2: Well, I mean, dude, I would be fucking... Terrified. Everything's shutting off. We're where now? A T Rex. Oh. Yeah. Is that ghost still there?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we were here. We know what's behind that fence. Yeah. And if the power's out, you know, I mean, yeah. what else is out? Whatever. <laughs> but in the first car, Gennaro snoozes and Lex boredly fans herself with her hat. But Tim suddenly grows concerned. He asks his sister if she heard that, but when he turns to the cups of water in the front of the car, they ripple, matching loud thuds outside of the car. I did watch an interview where they said that Spielberg got the idea for this visual because he was... (laughs) He was listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire really loud in his car <laughs> and the bass was shaking everything. So he was like, you know, huh? And they couldn't find a way to visually execute it with the water. So after trying all these different things, what they ended up doing was like affixing a guitar string underneath the dash in the car. Okay. And plucking it at a certain Frequency. Nope, frequency whatever yeah yeah and it was it was doing that so somebody was underneath the car yeah. doing the guitar <laughs> string in time to make it you know ripple
2: yeah now i i do have a question how high was he when he
1: came up with this uh, Spielberg? Spielberg. Yeah. i
0: mean probably quite he's bumping yeah. Earth- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just love to it. it's very funny to think of him on break from set and yeah. just going to his car and just listening to september really <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh "Oh my god. (laughs) Guys, 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 listen.
0: (laughs) But it it, again, iconic. This is such an icon everybody remembers the water. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. But janara wakes up as the thudding gets even louder and looks out of the rearview mirror. He offers that maybe it's the power coming back on, but Tim puts on those night vision goggles and zooms into the enclosure. The chain that was holding the goat in place is swinging wildly in the wind and the goat is gone.
1: So now we got a problem on our hands. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- <laughs> I will say just the entire everything of this entire section, the suspense, the water, mm. the sound design. It's just very, very well done.
0: It's excellent.
1: Because we kind of, I mean, you know, we know what's coming, but we're not ready.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> we were just, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Lex stares out the window and asks, where's the goat? Suddenly, one of the goat's bloody legs is flung onto the car. A giant clawed hand rests on the now unelectrified fence. Finally, impossibly large, the T-Rex raises her head as she tosses back the rest of the goat and swallows it.
1: Wasted the, the leg, but...
0: Yeah, hmm
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll go back and get it. She, okay. was, cool. she was
0: making a statement <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was more about scaring these children yeah. <laughs> than it was about being satiated
0: <laughs> Gennaro panics crying and whimpering he opens the door and runs out abandoning the kids <laughs> he runs past the second car and into the bathroom lex is horrified that he left them but grant just asks where he thinks he's going malcolm only offers that when you gotta go you gotta go
2: But take the kids. They might have to go too. I mean, you gotta
0: go to the bathroom. If I'm in that car, I already went. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's no making it to any kind of bathroom. We're
1: going to the bathroom to clean up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's happening. The
1: damage is done. I just love that no matter what situation is happening, Malcolm's still got jokes. Always. Oh yeah.
0: Growling, the T-Rex makes short work of the fence. Lex looks back at the second car and quietly says, Dr. Grant. But the T Rex steps out of her enclosure and looks briefly at the two cars before roaring into the night.
2: So, to achieve this, Ridstrom, <laughs> it's funny because the roar uh-huh. is from his pet Jack Russell Terrier, Buster. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, so, well, a lot of the sounds that the T Rex makes are recorded sounds from his dog as, and, uh, he, you know, changed the tone and whatever, but the, but I would, I would hope he changed the tone. (laughs) But that's what uh, Buster sounds like. (laughs)
3: It's
2: (laughs) like, okay, we're going outside. (laughs) 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 But the roar, that's, that's what it was. Uh, the roar is a baby elephant. Really? Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, cute and scary. (laughs) (laughs) But
2: it's, it, it's, again, it's interesting how he, used things and turned them and i would have never guessed that some of the sounds the growling and whatever would be his pet dog
0: no
1: i just don't know how you know now it could just be he's like i need to get buster in this movie somehow (laughs) you i mean when you think about it you're like i would a lion a bear yeah you know you think of big animals that are ferocious and scary yeah not your dog yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that was personal i think
0: but Malcolm laments that he hates being right all the time. Grant can only stare at the creature in awe. She growls again and just walks away. Grant quietly warns Malcolm to be perfectly still because the T-Rex's vision is based on movement. And he did teach us that earlier. Mm-hmm. Not receiving this memo, Lex searches frantically in the back of the car. She finds a giant flashlight, and Grant and Malcolm see her turn it on and wave it around wildly out of the back window.
1: See, okay, now, Tim has dinosaur knowledge.
0: Yeah. So Thank you. Yeah.
1: He should be like, hey, and she's like, Dr. Grant! <laughs> 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 he should tell his sister, like, no, 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 no. Doing Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to help the plane land. Yeah. <laughs>
3: But all
2: right, I yeah. guess that's
3: <laughs>
1: what we're doing.
2: I thought that too, though. After a while, I was like, but Tim knows. Yeah. He should have been like, no, 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 no. stop, 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 stop moving.
1: Maybe his fear, like all of oh, his knowledge. Oh, yeah. That's what,
0: that's what I would think because I, I don't think that any, anybody would be expected to just be like okay guys yeah uh-huh. stay be fine. No. Yeah. which i mean i guess grant is doing but you know he's also an adult Tim's yeah and well child. And also
1: they're attacking that car yeah, right. no. yeah. <laughs> so we got a little uh distance
0: but grant quietly pleads with her to turn the light off and in their car tim echoes this sentiment so he he gets there all, all right, right. Tim closes the door that Gennaro left open because, yes, he <laughs> left the door open when he <laughs> fled just as the T-Rex approaches it. She inspects the car, curiously, even peeking in through Lex's window before letting out an ear-splitting roar. I really love the eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Even the triceratops. Like, it's yeah. just incredible.
1: I don't know how they can put emotion behind the eyes of these animatronics. But, yeah. I mean, they did. It Yeah.
2: But
0: that's what's impressive
2: is how they did that. Because, mm-hmm. again, even still watching it again, we know they're not real. But looking at it, it's like, God damn, would that be what a fucking dinosaur? <laughs> look how big that thing is. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's fucking rip my face off everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think it could just tune in on the face. I think it's it's all no, it's well, well, we you're a year in half. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but she nudges the vehicle and the kids scream inside. Tim goes to his sister and tells her to turn the flashlight off, but they struggle with it. In the midst of trying to turn it off, the T-Rex plunges her face into the sunroof, causing it to fall down onto the kids. They hold it up. The only barrier between them and the T-Rex's teeth. But when she gets bored of this game, she just flips the vehicle over. <laughs> the kids, of course, scream inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Finally, Grant seems to realize the severity of what's happening, and he and Malcolm stare as the T-Rex begins to eat the bottom of the car. Grant rifles through the back of the vehicle and takes out a flare. The T-Rex roars up into the sky, putting her weight on the car and causing it to sink deeper into the mud, of course with the kids still inside. Grant runs over to them, holding out the flare in front of him. He yells to get her attention and is stunned when she roars and looks up at him. He gets her attention and tosses the flare, but Malcolm also has one. He runs away from the T-Rex, waving the flare to draw her toward him, and yells back at Grant to just get the kids. Grant pleads with him to throw the flare and stay perfectly still, but Malcolm continues with the distraction, running and waving the flare around. I did read in an article that that was Jeff Goldblum's idea, for Malcolm to try to save the kids by leading the T-Rex away because <laughs> in the script they had, when Janara ran away, he also ran away. No. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think he would do. No. no.
1: Not the way he's been acting. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. And Sam Neill, in an interview, he said that he, because it's really, I mean, when you think about it scripted, this is Dr. Grant's heroic scene. Yeah. yeah. And then he turns around and yeah. sees...
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch. He's yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I guess,
1: I guess we both got it covered.
0: In the bathroom, Gennaro sits on the toilet praying desperately. Now, <laughs> the state of this man's shorts. Okay. Well, we, I, we
1: brought it up vaguely earlier.
0: I, I thought he was shitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it. He couldn't just be sitting there? You no. Know, with his <laughs> pants off. Oh, yeah and then so i was like oh malcolm said when you got i guess he really did have to go <laughs> he's like, excuse me kids <laughs> 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 but we do see from another angle that he's he's fully clothed yeah. he was just sitting the, on the
1: toilet the lighting was weird too so i thought he i thought they were not hey, there there was
0: a lot of thigh <laughs> Like well, they were pulled
2: up he's he's afraid he's trying to get away <laughs>
0: <laughs> i always pull my <laughs> <up> <laughs> yes. i'm
2: really scared <laughs> <laughs> hey if, if it helps me to r- move faster
1: They're i'm getting not the fair fuck fair. out of the first fair. thing you do <laughs> yeah. like these shorts are getting in the way
0: uh, i mean just you hike them up and run yeah.
1: as fast as you can yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i was like oh, okay now that's too much but don't worry don't worry guys <laughs> he's not
1: we might be the only people that no, thought yeah.
0: that. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but as the T-Rex approaches, he slams the door to the stall in futility, but the dinosaur easily demolishes the entire building, flinging Malcolm to the side in the process. He is tossed aside and covered in debris. The only thing left standing is Gennaro sitting in his stall, but she doesn't let that stand in her way. The T-Rex plucks Gennaro up off of the toilet like nothing and swings him around in her mouth.
1: Playing with her food is a little... Yeah. Yeah. I
0: did see a, a video where they said that T-Rexes uh did that, or I guess, it, I guess any animal that does that to its prey right it's breaking all of their bones so that they're easier Shh. to i i know oh, okay. i was like kind of like a
2: death roll
1: with the uh, alligator
3: yeah yeah yeah. that's
0: uh, horrifying
1: yeah. like the bones hurt we need to
0: yeah they're like <laughs> we just want like for um texture, texture. Yeah. yeah we don't want well, we don't you, want them
2: whole you no. can't fight back if you can't use your arms and legs
0: yeah well I mean- that's
2: true too are your hooves and whatever you got whatever
0: you got Back at the cars, Grant tries to pull the kids out. Tim's foot is stuck, but Grant manages to pull Lex out. As soon as he goes for Tim and Lex gets to her feet, she screams at the top of her lungs at the T-Rex, presumably mauling Gennaro. (laughs) 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 Which again, these children do not need a front row seat too, but here we are. (laughs) Grant puts his hand over her mouth and tells her to just not move. They can't see you if you don't move. Grant's theory is quickly put to the test. They stand perfectly still as the dinosaur approaches them. She is so close that the air from her nose blows off Grant's hat, but she doesn't attack them. Instead, she hits the car and it spins, knocking Grant and Lex out of the way. They hide behind the car once it comes to a stop and follow it as it moves again when the T-Rex nudges it to try to get to Tim underneath. Tim screams as Grant and Lex are forced to the drop-off of the exhibit. With Lex on his back, Grant starts to climb using the broken fencing. The car steadily nudges further and further off of the edge until it collapses into the greenery below them. Above them, the T-Rex roars in triumph.
1: So I wanted to talk a little bit about the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. So whenever it came time to do everything that needed to be done with the T-Rex... Spielberg first went to Phil Tippett, who was a stop motion like maestro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He invented, I think, it was something called Go Motion or something like that. It was a step above stop motion.
0: I was gonna say I know we've talked about him before. Yeah. I know that name.
1: He well, he's pretty prolific. He basically, I mean, Star Wars, yeah. Yeah. so many things, countless. But um, he puts together some of these tests for the T Rex, and Spielberg is a big fan of it. But Spielberg then talks to Dennis Murin from industrial lights and magic Mm -hmm. and him and his team of like CGI artists, they put together a rendering of a T-Rex and Spielberg likes it more. Mm. And so what they do is they hire tip it on as like a dinosaur consultant because when he sees the footage, he's thinking about his career in stop motion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I'm about to become extinct.
0: Oh, and oh, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's where
1: that line came from in the film.
0: Oh, wow. I love that.
1: <laughs> but the thing was, is that they have Stan Winston's team working with the animatronics. Mm-hmm. Then they have Murin's team working with the CGI. And then they still have Tippett's team there. They have these models of stop motion. But what it is, is they're kind of like... Um, I guess, models to be animated later by the CGI team. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. So he's helping with the motion as far as how these dinosaurs are supposed to move. And then, when they're animated later, it's with the assistance of the stop motion that was created before. Oh, okay. Kind of
2: like a mocap. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah. I was like, what
1: word am I looking for? All right. But yeah, he basically used stop motion to create motion capture for the T Rexes. Nice. And really, all the dinosaurs in the film. So he still had a lot of a big hand in the film. Yeah. But um, the T-Rex, the model that they built, Stan Winston's team, was 20 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And they had it segmented. Like, you see the shot where the T-Rex's foot like steps in the mud? Yeah. That was a piece all on its own, just T-Rex legs. And so they can zoom in and get the right shot where they need it. They don't have to put the whole T-Rex there. Uh-huh. Okay. But then you see her eye through the window. Yeah. yeah. That's all animatronic. Um, Whenever you see all of the action of Gennaro being eaten, that's CGI. Yeah. And so you're switching back and forth so constantly. That's
0: amazing.
1: But you don't feel, you're like, okay, well, that's CGI, that's this, that's that. No. No. You're so enthralled by the action going on that you're never once taken out of it. Yeah. And as well... As I had said, some of it was shot in Hawaii, legitimately. Mm-hmm. This is one of the sequences that was shot on the Universal lot. Oh. oh. Okay. But the way that they do it, it I mean, of course, it's necessity with all the rain and everything. Mm-hmm. The giant action, action sequence that they're doing. Yeah. But again, you're not taken out of it. Right. It is very, very, very much still part of the same world. Yeah. yeah. It's just very impressive.
0: It really is.
1: It is how they use those auto eroticas. <laughs> <laughs> Just one bit of dino corn. Yeah. That's,
0: that's all I'm asking it's for. It's near not going to get one. <laughs> Speaking of the rain, too, I had read that Spielberg added that it was going to be raining later, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense if the they said that that tropical storm is coming or whatever, unless yeah. that was also added. But the model was not made to be wet. And so it was absorbing all the all the water that they were making the rain and it kept fucking up. (laughs) And so when it was like turned off, it was damaged and it would like kind of spring to life and scare the shit out (laughs) of everyone. (laughs) But um and also one more thing about the the T Rex and we can move on. Okay. Um I I saw in multiple interviews with the cast that they said that (laughs) when they were filming the scene. Spielberg had uh, like a bullhorn and he was roaring and doing the breathing sounds oh, for the T Rex. <laughs> and I think it was Sam Neill that said that the hardest part about acting in these scenes was not laughing at Spielberg doing <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: hey, he said he was directing it with childlike wonder. You know, yeah. I'm the T Rex.
0: <laughs> I just thought that was adorable. Yeah, that's great. But back at the facility with Ellie Muldoon and Hammond standing behind him, Arnold is looking at the commands that Nedry had put into the computer and realizes that he was turning the security systems off because he didn't want anyone to see what he was doing. He's like, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, He
1: told you that. Yeah. yeah. Very sweatily. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> He points out the next thing he entered white rabbit object. That's what did everything. And the only way to find out the keystrokes that Nedry entered is to go through the lines of code in the computer. One by one. Ellie asks how many lines there are. And Arnold casually tells her about 2 million. Hmm. Ellie turns on her heels and walks away. Hammond turns to Muldoon and asks if he would take a gas Jeep and bring back his grandkids. Muldoon agrees and immediately sets off. Before he can leave the room, Ellie declares that she's going with him and follows him out of the room. Hammond is preoccupied and Arnold has to call his name several times before delivering the upsetting news that he simply can't get Jurassic Park back online without Nedry, Behind him, Nedry's avatar continues <laughs> wagging his <laughs> finger and going, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> it's really insulting. It <laughs> I did just want to shout out how much of a badass Ellie is this whole movie. Mm-hmm. She's, she's just so fucking cool. But outside, Nedry races in his vehicle, complaining that he should have been there already. He loses control and slides through the railing and gets stuck in the mud unable to drive any further he gets out and has a look around the road is beneath him with the sign pointing toward the east dock he starts to pull the winch from the front of his vehicle but slips in the rushing water that is a winch right yes i looked it up yes. <laughs> i educated myself i did laugh out loud because <laughs> there is a cartoonish slipping sound yes <laughs> when he slides down onto the road below so <laughs> i i
1: said i think i heard a whistle of some kind. Yeah. it was
0: like a banana peel yeah, yeah but his glasses fall off and he searches for them for a moment before deciding that he can just buy new glasses yeah.
1: i laughed out loud because that's only for him he goes i can afford more glasses yeah it's like come on man <laughs>
0: He abandons the search and instead runs to a nearby tree and starts to tie the rope around it. Something skitters in the grass behind him, but when he turns around, there's nothing there. He ties the rope around the tree, but a Dilophosaurus pops its head up from behind it. The two go back and forth, you know that, like, which way you going? (laughs) Until Nedry comes face to face with another one. This is when he decides he's had enough. He follows the rope back toward the vehicle, moving quickly as the dinosaur squeals behind him. Finally, Nedry turns around and takes note at how small it is. The Dilophosaurus looks up at him inquisitively, and he admits that he's not so bad, and he thought he was one of his big brothers. He asks if he's hungry, but says that he just fell down a hill and he's (laughs) soaking wet. He doesn't have any food. (laughs) he's like i was really in the mood for something salty yeah but that was a lie so so i'm here (laughs) nedry picks up a stick from the ground and tries to play fetch with the dinosaur calling it stupid when it doesn't respond he tosses the stick away from them but the dilophosaurus stays put nedry mutters no wonder they're extinct and vows to hit it with his car when he comes back down
1: What's wrong with that dude?
0: I don't know. He's like creeping into cartoon villain territory. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we got that banana peel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the turn. Yes. Because he was, he's just like a, a hurling
1: abuse at his yeah. dinosaur. <laughs> and you're stupid. stupid.
0: It's like, what? Why? He did. You don't know how to play the game domesticated dogs to play? What a fucking <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Like, and now I don't need food for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, <good laughs> I'm going to hit you with my car.
0: Like, what <laughs> the fuck, dude? But he stomps away and uses the rope to help him climb back up to the vehicle. We watch this from the Dilophosaurus's point of view in the grass, but the view changes as it approaches Nedry. He turns back in time for the dinosaur to fan out the two crests on its head and scream at him. It's a lot less cute now. I will say that.
1: (laughs) It's kind of like when Predator opens the mouth and you're like, you have that too. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've underestimated <laughs> you. You have
1: that too. It was bad enough, dude. <laughs> that was fucking
0: metal, huh? Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> As Nedry stares, it shoots thick, dark venom at him. It continues to scream, but Nedry crawls back up to the car. He turns around to look at the dinosaur, just in time for it to spit more venom into his (laughs) eyes.
1: I'm just thinking again about the geneticists that are like, no, leave that. You literally... (laughs) Like, what purpose?
0: Richard Kiley tried to warn
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) It's deadly, he said.
2: I'm sure they wanted to keep it the way they, you know, the way that the dinosaurs were and let, you know, let them all be... But but, put put a fence around. No, but yeah, but... uh,
1: but I mean, ima- I mean, you're you're going with your kids in the car and it's like, if you turn to the no. left. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're like, oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the doors aren't even locked. No. Yeah. I had my window down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's not forget the unlocked yeah. doors.
2: <laughs> maybe let's not make
1: these. You
0: said
2: no. it earlier. But yeah.
1: Maybe we don't do that.
2: Just
0: the veggie. The veggie sources. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <please.
1: laughs> we'll have pictures. Animatronics. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll hire Stan Winston's team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll spare no expense.
1: <laughs> They'll never
0: know. <laughs> but Nedry screams, his face covered. Blindly, he tries to wipe it out of his eyes and get into the car, but he hits his head instead and falls backward. The can of Barbasol falls from his pocket and rolls down with the rushing water. Nedry finally gets into the vehicle, but there is a Dilophosaurus waiting for him inside. It quickly attacks Nedry, and we watch as the Barbasol can below the vehicle is buried in mud. So we've just watched <laughs> <laughs> two pretty brutal times. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You you think he used the passenger door or he jumped yeah. in like <laughs> <laughs> he was Because
1: he's shotgun and he's waiting. Yeah. yeah he's like, like,
0: hey, <laughs> <laughs> where are we going? Um
1: I have a theory that the Dilophosaurus understood everything that Ned oh. said. <laughs>
0: oh <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And this was simply self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the Barbasol can kind of becomes a bit of a MacGuffin.
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because it means nothing. Yeah. That,
0: well, he, he said, what, like 36 hours of it, they would stay? Yeah. The, yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Nobody's fine. And now <laughs> it's no. being
2: buried by the mud. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's gone. Yep. Just like Marion's car. Huh. Hmm. Psycho reference. Take a shower. Sure. <laughs> Take a shower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, Grant rinses his face off in rushing water before turning and calling out for Tim. The car is stuck in the tree above them, pointing down. Lex is still in panic mode, but Grant assures her. He promises that he's going to continue to take care of her, but he needs to focus on her brother right now.
1: So again, this is the character arc.
0: Yes. Now we're we're mm-hmm. cresting. We're doing better. Yeah.
1: Because literally, like, what, two hours, maybe three hours ago, he was like, Kid, sting." Yeah. He was yeah. like mushing Tim's face <laughs> and he was trying to be you. To was he helping <laughs> the T-Rex? <Yeah. laughs> get him! Eat, get him. Eat yeah. this kid. <laughs> He said that other guy's book was bigger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Still struggling to comprehend everything that's happened. Lex stammers out that he left them, referring to Gennaro, but Grant seriously and sincerely promises her that he is not going to do that. Lex nods. Grant tells her to stay there before walking away, and she does, sitting down inside of a giant pipe. Grant continues to call out to Tim, but doesn't receive an answer. He starts to climb the tree, making his way up to the car and complaining that he hates climbing trees because they're way too high. (laughs) He finally makes it to the car where Tim sits quietly inside. When Grant calls his name, he looks up at him. I'm like, why didn't you fucking say something? I don't know if he was just waking up or what, but (laughs) like, Tim! (laughs) You're just sitting there? (laughs) Well, it could be the (laughs) T-Rex. (laughs)
1: i don't want to be like
0: i'm in here i'm in here
1: and delicious or whatever like don't i'm not giving myself away (laughs) fuck that how fast did they evolve (laughs)
0: uh, well y'all have been playing with genetics Uh, maybe they can who knows i don't know what y'all have done yeah grant opens the door and asks if tim is okay tim reluctantly admits that he threw up Grant assures him that it's okay and promises not to tell anyone that he threw up if he'll just give him his hand.
1: And if he will just tell me where you threw up so I don't... Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look, look at it. Look <laughs> at it. <laughs> 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 so I don't even see it in my peripheral <laughs> 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 vision. But in the process, he inadvertently hits the steering wheel, causing a wheel to turn in the tree, but he does manage to get Tim out of the car. Tim starts panicking about having to climb down, but Grant promises to help him. Just as they're about to get started, the car begins to shift and fall down the tree. It is a race to the bottom. Grant instructing Tim to go as fast as he can as he trails right behind him. He's like, go, Tim! (laughs) (laughs) They reach the bottom and jump out of the way at the very last minute, but as they start to crawl away, the car flops down on top of them, encasing them inside grant does throw his body over tim's and the open sunroof envelops them tim says that they're back in the car again but grant offers that at least tim is out of the tree
1: they okay i just want to say that the car falling on them they were very lucky yeah (laughs) no yeah and there's another moment like this later i'm like these people just (laughs) sir (laughs) <laughs> perfectly balanced or whatever both, yeah. both
0: very lucky and very unlucky <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: i want to commend the score because the way that the tension is built it hits the exact second that they start to feel fear it's perfect yeah mm. oh no yeah uh
2: and and if all he did was throw up dude you got thrown from that ledge from by a t-rex in the car yeah uh-huh. in the tree then you made it down the tree and then the car fell on you but you're still alive i probably would have shit instead of just throw up
1: <laughs> well like, but i mean personally like look he loves dinosaurs tim does right yeah so it's like if it's it's like if nick cave kicked my ass or something no <laughs> like it's, it's, still I pretty, it's, it's still not like that at all it's still pretty cool <laughs> that's hardcore
3: <laughs> <Nick>. <laughs> not at all no no oh, all
1: right <laughs>
0: It's really a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> your ass me. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. <laughs> but Muldoon and Ellie find where the cars stopped outside of the T Rex exhibit, but there's only one car there. They both scream out for Grant, the music climbing to a manic pace. Using their flashlights, they both come upon human remains. Muldoon says that he thinks it's Gennaro, and Ellie agrees. (laughs) Neither of them seem upset. No. (laughs) And it's gruesome because
1: he's like over here, she's over there, and he said something like, I think this is Gennaro. She's like, I think this is too.
0: She's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he was mauled. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So where's Grant,
0: though? (laughs) Behind them, the T-Rex roars, stopping any further conversation. Ellie proposes that the dinosaur is ahead of them, but Muldoon says that she could be anywhere. With all the gates down, she can wander anywhere that she wants. From underneath the debris, Malcolm groans. They find him laying on his back with his eyes closed, and Ellie notices that he's put on a tourniquet. Malcolm only sarcastically remarks to remind him to thank Hammond for a lovely weekend. You can't (laughs) turn this guy off. No,
1: his leg's busted, but his funny bone's fine. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The T-Rex roars in the distance once again, drawing Ellie and Muldoon's attention. Ellie asks Muldoon if they can chance moving Malcolm, and suddenly Malcolm sits up, wide-eyed, and asks them to please chance it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't want to be here when whatever comes
1: back. Absolutely not. He had a front row seat for Gennaro. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they do. With Malcolm placed in the back of Muldoon's Jeep, Muldoon is ready to go, but Ellie is looking for evidence as to where the other car might have gone. She looks over the edge of the enclosure and finds it crashed below. She goes down to investigate the overturned car, but Grant and the kids are already gone. Sweeping her flashlight across the ground, she finds their footprints. Malcolm is still above and left alone in the back of the Jeep. He opens his eyes when he hears the heavy thudding of the footsteps again. He looks down at the huge footprint that the T-Rex left behind. The rainwater collected inside ripples with the heavy thuds of her steps and we see the reflection of malcolm's concerned face when the water rests (laughs) he's like oh that's yeah that's (laughs) probably not good he asks aloud if anyone heard that identifying it as an impact tremor he reports to himself (laughs) that he is fairly alarmed (laughs) it's just it's great Finally, Ellie and Muldoon come back toward the Jeep and Malcolm urges them along, telling them that they need to get out of here right now. They run to the Jeep and get inside just in time for the T-Rex to come crashing through the trees behind them. Muldoon starts the Jeep and they take off. Alone in the back. Facing the T-Rex, Malcolm pleads with Muldoon to go faster. Ellie screams, and Muldoon checks his side mirror. It reports that objects in the mirror are closer than they appear, and the T-Rex is already too damn close, (laughs) her mouth open and ready. Malcolm backs away from her, inadvertently hitting the gear shift. Muldoon starts to lose control of the Jeep, and the T-Rex closes in enough to nudge the side of it, jostling them. Muldoon finally regains control and speeds up, and the T-Rex is finally like, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) She loses interest and wanders into the trees. Malcolm can't help himself but to ask if they think that they'll have that on the tour.
2: <laughs> Probably not. But mm. this whole little sequence from them coming out of the tree into this into the T-Rex fucking great. Fantastic oh, yeah. little chain of events here. Yeah. And this is also another scene that's been parodied all the fucking time. They did this on Toy Story, they did this on SpongeBob. They You're like right. yeah, and they do this all the time. Like this movie it's fucking fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Just iconic. Yeah. I was just kind of in awe of the T-Rex and all the the marriage of all the effects houses. Yeah. yeah. Because this sequence, you can tell they're using all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just brilliant.
0: It's seamless. Like, it's incredible.
1: Again, where'd they get that dinosaur from? I
0: don't know. <laughs> <You> know- <laughs> what if they
1: just made up a whole story? Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> But elsewhere, Grant and the kids hear the t Rexes roaring. Grant calmly guides the kids toward a giant nearby tree and says that they need to climb up. They do, Tim complaining that he hates trees. Lex climbs quickly, saying that they don't bother her, but Tim reminds her that she wasn't in the last one. They climb <laughs> up the tree and find a group of brachiosaurus singing to each other. The three of them stare at the dinosaurs, fascinated. Grant moves closer on the branch and tries to imitate their sounds. The brachiosauruses turn toward him and sing in response. More pop their heads up at the sound of Grant. Lex begs him not to draw the monster's attention, but Grant says that these aren't monsters, they're just animals, they're herbivores. Tim says that that means they only eat plants, but they probably make an exception for her. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that was because she's like, trees don't bother me. Yeah, uh, oh, that's like, true. That dinosaur's going to eat you.
2: That was just little brother energy. That's all that was. Oh, yes. That's thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I would never.
3: Okay.
0: No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Lex maintains that she hates the other kind of dinosaurs, but getting off of the branch and sitting back with the kids, Grant tells her that they're just doing what they do. Once he sits down, Tim and Lex wordlessly cuddle up to him. Grant moves uncomfortably and realizes that (laughs) he's sitting on the raptor claw. (laughs) He takes it out and holds it and lets the kids lean on him. Lex asks what he and Ellie are going to do now if they're not going to be digging up dinosaur bones anymore. (laughs) She's like, I know my grandfather ruined you. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the next next chapter? (laughs) Grant says that he doesn't know. He guesses that they'll just have to evolve too. Tim asks what you call a blind dinosaur. And when Grant doesn't know, Tim hits him with the punchline. Do you think he's Sora's? Mm -hmm. That was good.
1: He's, he saw 28 days later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Grant laughs at this, so Tim keeps going. What do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? Do you think he saw us, Rex?
1: Grant's like, holy <laughs> shit, <Yeah. laughs>
0: dude.
1: I'm stealing all these jokes. <laughs> Write my next book. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You're writing the forward of my next book, kid.
0: <laughs> Grant laughs again. <laughs> Lex is starting to doze and asks Grant, what if the dinosaurs come back while they're asleep? Grant says that he'll just stay awake then, all night. The Brachiosaurus start to sing again as Tim and Lex rest and Grant flings the raptor claw down to the ground below.
1: He's like, I guess I don't need to scare the shit out of the children (laughs) anymore.
0: You know... I don't hate kids anymore. <laughs> I don't want to make qu- kids question their mortality.
1: <laughs> it was the shot of the talent. he's like, oh, wow.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I've been doing? <laughs> Jeez, man.
0: In the restaurant next to the gift shop, Hammond sits at a table, eating out of multiple tubs of ice cream. I saw an interview with Laura Dern, and she said that Richard Attenborough loved ice cream, so it was his insistence that they have all the different kind of flavors (laughs) so he could keep eating while they were filming and in between takes and not get bored of what he was eating
1: (laughs) (laughs) and in between takes (laughs) my favorite part he
0: kept eating even even in between
1: (laughs) what made me laugh is that his grandchildren are obviously in peril (laughs) yeah and he's having dessert is what i was like really
0: But Ellie walks over and sits on the other side of the table. Hammond explains that the ice creams were all melting, but Ellie tells him that she gave Malcolm a shot of morphine, and he seems okay now. She's like, he's oh, talking about ice cream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Malcolm's going to live, you know yeah, you're wondering. <laughs> Referring to her uneasiness, Hammond assures her that they'll be fine. He offers, "Who better to get the children through Jurassic Park than a dinosaur expert?" Ellie doesn't reply. Hammond starts to tell her about the first attraction he ever built when he came from Scotland. It was a flea circus called Petticoat Lane. He describes it as wonderful with little trapeze and a carousel and a seesaw. He says that people loved it and talked about all the kind of fleas that they could see, the clown fleas and the high wire fleas. His smile drops and he admits that with this place, he just wanted to show people something real, something that wasn't just an illusion.
1: So did anybody else have their idea of flea circuses completely disillusioned by this monologue? So
0: they, they, they're not working there. (laughs) (laughs) The fleas? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't, I don't understand.
1: It's all mechanics, dude.
0: Mechanics?
1: Not like people who work as mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's, it's, it's mechanical. (laughs) And the lie is that it's fleas doing it
0: oh so there's no fleas at all yeah it broke my heart oh dude that's sad as fuck yeah i I thought that they were just fleas just hanging out and people are like oh no i can yeah i can i can see the clown
1: yeah it's all a lie oh i'm upset it's like finding out santa claus doesn't exist but he's also a flea (laughs) flea like from the red hot chili peppers he exists oh he's real he does (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: <laughs> I'm too sad to continue. But he wanted to give them something they could see and touch. He says that this aim wasn't devoid of merit. But Ellie tells him that he just can't think through this. He has to feel it. Hammond tells her that she's right. He went wrong with hiring Nedry. <laughs> that was a mistake. Dude. <laughs> Jeez.
2: It wasn't your biggest one, but it was a mistake. It was a I mistake. Mean-
0: It's like
1: the genetic stuff is on point. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? But Nedry is where we are. (laughs) Next time there will be no Nedry. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of which, he says that everything in the park relies too heavily on automation. But next time, they'll fix all that. Ellie is visibly frustrated when he says next time. But Hammond insists that creation is an act of sheer will. And next time, it will be flawless. Ellie tells him that this is still just a flea circus. It's an illusion. Hammond tries to reason that when they had control, but Ellie interrupts him, raising her voice. She tells him that he never had control. That was the illusion. She admits to being overwhelmed by the power of Jurassic Park and that she made the mistake of not having enough respect for the power and it's out now. She insists that the only thing that matters now are the people they love. Grant, Lex, and Tim are all out there where people are dying. Starting to cry, she grabs a spoon and has a taste of the ice cream. She says that it's good, and Hammond tells her once again that they spared no expense.
1: The best, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm like, dude, I just—you didn't hear anything. Sean. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> You're gonna try to make this again <laughs> tomorrow. I know you are.
1: And are you going to ask about your grandchildren? Literally, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Ooh, this is raspberry." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what, dude.
0: <laughs> But outside, Grant has fallen asleep holding Lex and Tim. When a brachiosaurus comes over to eat some very close leaves, Grant wakes up. He smiles at this, but Lex wakes up and panics, screaming and scooting away from the dinosaur. But he, he told you it was... He did. Yeah. Tim tries to remind her that they only eat veggies. He's like, <laughs> Like <Yeah>. we just <laughs> went over this. But to illustrate, Grant picks up a branch of leaves and with Tim's help offers them to the dinosaur. She growls a little, scaring Lex more, but then she starts to eat the leaves. Grant and Tim pet her. Tim notices that she looks a little sick and Grant's like, "Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> Keep feeding her." Yeah. Like I don't understand why why are all the dinosaurs sick? Is it because of all the plants?
0: I think that it's just what Ellie said about yeah, these plants are poisonous mm-hmm. and you they're aesthetically pleasing. So you put them here.
1: Yeah. And again, this is it's like <laughs> it's it's the second part of an arc that doesn't come. Yeah. Because it's you're
0: right. You yeah. Know? Or even the guy earlier that was like, yeah, they're poison. They don't. eat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know. Like, dude. Well, didn't earlier when they
2: were in the lab and he was talking to him, he was like, well, we got to give them a certain kind of enzyme or else they yeah, yeah, can't yeah. survive off of the Yeah, I think that's later. Oh okay okay because yeah. i i was thinking that too yeah. why are they sick i didn't even think about because, that because uh, they don't know how to take
0: care of dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're sick <laughs> they're
1: like <"S-> no yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> step one make dinosaurs <laughs> step two money is wrong yes. that was the whole plan you skipped a lot of <laughs> steps in there
0: but lex starts to smile she asks if she can pet her too and grant says that she can and to just think of it like a big cow Lex says that she likes cows and reaches forward to pet the Brachiosaurus, but the dinosaur pulls away. Emboldened, Lex leans down and tries to gently call the dinosaur back. The Brachiosaurus turns toward her and sneezes. Lex is stunned, covered in snot, and smiling, Tim offers the dinosaur a God bless you. Just a little personal anecdote for a moment. Uh, This same exact thing happened to me. It wasn't it wasn't a dinosaur. <laughs> we went to Jurassic Park. Holy shit. It wasn't a dinosaur. My grandma uh, for a time had a donkey and I was feeding the donkey bread and he sneezed in my fucking face and I got very sick. Yes. Um, He was there. I was there. It was a nightmare. It was horrible.
1: Well, what's crazy is what JP said earlier because donkey noises are with the Brachiosaurus. Yeah.
0: It's those sons of bitches. <laughs> 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 this movie was trying to warn me. <laughs> Later, Grant walks with the kids in the woods, and Tim complains that now Lex is never going to try anything new. <laughs> it's like, dude, she's been like, give was her a break.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, she's going to be all fucking traumatized or whatever. A dinosaur sneezed on me, dude. <laughs> give me a minute. He says she's just going to stay in her room and play on her computer. When he refers to her as a computer nerd, Lex insists that she's a hacker. Grant isn't listening to them anymore, though. He is transfixed by a cluster of hatched eggs that he has found on the ground. He says this means that they're breeding. But Tim insists that their grandfather told them that all the dinosaurs were girls. Grant blames it on amphibian DNA. He explains that on the tour, they said they used frog DNA to fill in the gaps in the sequences. They mutated the dinosaur genetic code and blended it with the frogs. Some West African frogs can spontaneously change sex when in a single sex environment. He looks down at the multiple tiny dinosaur footprints in the dirt and says that Malcolm was right. Life Found a way.
1: So once again, why don't the geneticists know this? Yeah, <laughs>
0: they're like, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. dude, just <laughs> cram some
1: frog in there. Like. Yeah, anything. Think more frog. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> think more frog. They thought. That was the whole meeting. Yeah, think more frog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: why didn't they think of that? I don't That's know. But speaking of Malcolm, we cut back to the facility (laughs) where he's giving the iconic pose, laying back with his shirt open and intently staring at the conversation in front of him in the control room. This just made my whole day. When I was working
1: on he was waiting. He was, <laughs> he was waiting. <laughs> so while they're he was absolutely while they're working, he's posing for a sculpture <laughs> or <Yeah>. something. <somebody>. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> <You>
0: don't understand.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming this was also Jeff Goldblum's idea. It had to be. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> because I'm watching it, I'm like, were we just supposed to accept that, or is this <laughs> supposed to be like? No,
1: that's God. how that's how he's recovering. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Arnold is asserting that Hammond is out of his mind. But Ellie wants to know exactly what the plan is. Hammond calls it a calculated risk, which is the only option they have. He says they're never going to find the command that Nedry used because he covered it up too well. And it's obvious (laughs) that he's not coming back. (laughs) 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 He says that shutting down the entire system is the only way to wipe out everything that Nedry did. Arnold insists that he needs to find someone else to do it because he's not doing it. Hammond tells Ellie that the systems will all come back to their original mode. He asks Arnold if this is right, and Arnold admits that, in theory, it is, but they've never shut down the entire system before. It may not come back on at all. Ellie asks if the phones will come back, and Arnold again says yes. In theory. It's like, are you not, li- yeah. <laughs> are you not <laughs> listening to me? Muldoon asks about putting the Lysine contingency into effect. Ellie asks what that is, but Hammond stomps away, declaring it absolutely out of the question what you were talking about earlier, John Paul Arnold explains that the lysine contingency prevents the spread of the animals in case they ever get off of the Island. Wu inserted a gene that produces a faulty enzyme that makes the animals unable to make the amino acid lysine. If they're not provided with lysine by them, they will eventually slip into a coma and die. Hammond dramatically says that people are dying and pleads with Arnold to just shut down the system yeah people are dying Mm -hmm. like you're right hammond because he's like no absolutely not (laughs) your grandchildren could literally be in a dinosaur's mouth right now (laughs) you don't don't know what's going on (laughs) but again you can add that but you can't yes like (laughs) i mean they were thinking ahead on something but not enough things they're like no put the put the poison in yeah Yeah, so they can't (laughs) get away
1: damn it's like good lord
0: But Arnold complies, unlocking a control panel with his key and systematically switching all of them off. The computers turn off, then Nedry's. Muldoon arms himself with a flashlight as Arnold hits another switch and they're all plunged into darkness. Standing in front of the main switch, Arnold cautions one more time, hold on to your butts. (laughs) He flips the switch. We zoom in on Nedry's computer that says system ready. He says that it's okay because it worked. The system is back up. Malcolm asks how it worked when the lights are still off, but Arnold supposes that maybe the shutdown tripped the circuit breakers. They'll just have to turn them back on and reboot a few systems like the phones and security doors, but they'll be fine. It's like, those are, you're saying the, like those are small things.
1: Just the security. They, yeah.
0: Yeah, those are really, really big things.
2: Not only that, now we have to leave this room to find those? Or yeah. Can we oh. Do we find them in this that room? Too.
0: You know there's dinosaurs yeah. out
3: there, right?
0: <laughs> Muldoon asks where the breakers are and Arnold says that they're in a maintenance shed at the end of the compound. In three minutes, he'll be able to have the power back on for the whole park. He walks away. Hammond says that to be safe, he wants everyone in the emergency bunker until Arnold comes back and the whole system is back up. We go from the darkness of the control room to the bright outdoors as Grant walks with Lex and Tim. It's now that it's, it's occurring to me that it's been the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you still don't know where your grandchildren are. They could eating have been eating. Yeah. You're eating ice cream. You're eating ice cream. You're like, no, not the lies. It's like, dude, I just I can't with him. No. Yeah. I don't. But the kids are complaining about being tired, dirty and hot. But Grant says that according to the map, the visitor center is only a mile away over the rise in front of them. He starts to tell them to just keep going, but a huge herd of dinosaurs running toward them stops him in his tracks. He asks him if he can identify them, and after a moment, he can. Gallimimus. Lex wants to know if they're meatosauruses, but Grant is transfixed by the way they're running together and uniformly changing direction. He likens them to a flock of birds evading a predator, but Tim cautions that they're flocking this way. Mm hmm. He and Lex start to run away, and after a moment, Grant joins them. The Gallimimus catch up fast, and soon they're running with the herd. They find a large fallen tree branch and hide behind it until they pass. Then they raise their heads to watch the herd. The moment is broken, though, when the T-Rex comes stomping through the trees and starts to grab and eat the smaller dinosaurs.
1: (laughs) That explains it. Yeah. Um, See, this is exactly why I don't go for jogs in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. This is exactly exact <laughs> that's
2: what you're afraid of. Yes, <laughs> I mean we just saw it. It's yeah, a All
3: right, right <laughs> it happens, man.
2: <laughs> so the like squawking and yipping noise that the gallimimuses are making. So for this, <laughs> the, this this was one he said that if people knew, you know, kind of where some of these sounds came from, mm-hmm. uh, he'd, they'd be a little. Like, eh, So, this is actually... (laughs) He looks very worried. This this is actually the sound that a mare makes when they're close to a male horse when they're excited oh so when they're fixing to you know
1: i thought fucking <laughs> bronco
2: style well you, said, uh, <laughs>
1: well you said a mayor i thought you meant like the elected leader of a town <laughs> <laughs> of a township <laughs> <Like>
3: yeah <Mayor Quimbia.
1: laughs> <laughs> so that's very specific he's no. probably made this sound before <laughs> he,
2: i'm sure he has, he has. oh wow <laughs> but uh, this this is not the only sound that's uh from something like this We'll get into another sound <laughs> later that's also from a situation kind of like
1: this. You know, I've said the phrase dino-corum a lot.
0: <laughs> and here we are again. Yeah,
2: well, you knew it was going to come somewhere. No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
2: a real dino-crisis, huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Like
2: that video game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: But Lex says that she wants to go now. Grant is like, look at how it it eats. (laughs) (laughs) She asks him, please. But he just quips that he bet she'll never look at birds the same way again. She continues to ask if they can go now. And Grant finally says yes, telling them to keep low and to follow him. Tim is amazed by the amount of blood, but Grant scoops him away.
1: I was worrying. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and Tim,
0: that, g- <laughs> Tim grows up to be the God's hand
2: killer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and it, the raptor's claw killer. <laughs> he picked it up. He's like,
2: it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. And that, come on, that's not a bird. It's fucking dinosaur eating man. Well, right I mean, now. I get he's it. Really,
0: yeah. He's really married to his theory. He's yeah. like, see, Tim, you fucking,
1: I told you. Yeah, reading other people's books. <laughs>
0: But in the bunker, Ellie paces, muttering that something is wrong. Hammond gives Malcolm a blanket and tends to the wound on his leg, assuring him that all major parks have delays. When Disneyland opened in 1956, nothing worked. A little different. <laughs> there
1: wasn't a giant mouse eating people or whatever. <laughs> right. And it was 1955, not 57. Oh. Wow. Hammond, yeah.
0: Do your homework. Well,
1: he's going through a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Malcolm argues that when the pirates of the Caribbean ride breaks down, <laughs> the pirates don't eat the tourists there. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie says that she's sure something went wrong and she can't wait anymore. She's going to get the power back on. Muldoon warns her that she can't just go walking down the road and, Hammond tells her not to be hasty because it's only been. But when he consults his watch, he shuts up. Muldoon immediately goes to the open gun cabinet and insists that he's going with her. She doesn't fight him. Hammond takes out a blueprint of the park and cautions that it won't be like switching on a kitchen light. But he thinks he can follow the blueprint and then talk her through it. Ellie grabs walkie talkies for herself and Hammond. Hammond pauses for a moment, saying that it really should be him going, implying that he's a man and she's a woman.
1: Just eat your fucking ice cream. (laughs) 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 Like, what are you even doing? See, I thought he was saying it because he's the host. This You I invited thought, us. I thought
0: that at first, too. But because, he's like, because
1: I'm. Well, yeah. in
0: that vein, you should be <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. You
1: caused all this. But, but yeah, yeah then it's
0: like, oh, come on, you old fuck. <laughs> <down>. <laughs> Annoyed, Ellie tells him that they can discuss sexism and survival situations when she gets back, but get on Channel 2 of the Walkie and talk her through it step by step. She leaves with Muldoon. She follows him as he cautiously steps outside. He stops when he sees that the railing to the raptor exhibit has been pried open and broken. Those raptors, they were fucking (laughs) waiting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm
1: scared at how smart they
0: are. Yeah, He stoops to inspect the tracks outside of the pen and says that the shutdown must have turned off every fence. Well, yeah, that's what a shutdown does. Mm -hmm. He says that even Nedry knew not to mess with the raptor pen. They make their way into the trees. Ellie says that she can see the shed from where they are and they'll be able to make it if they run. Muldoon quietly tells her that they won't because they're being hunted. He assures her that it's all right and she says, like hell it is. Aiming his gun, he tells Ellie to run toward the shed because he's got her. Running, jumping and swinging on branches, (laughs) Ellie follows instruction, not stopping until she is safe inside the shed. Man, I've I
2: was holding my breath the whole time.
0: Yeah. I was like make it make it make it. Yeah. <laughs> Once inside, she calls out for Arnold but gets no response from the bunker. Hammond feeds her instructions, taking the staircase down and taking a left. Malcolm tells Hammond to just tell Ellie to follow the main cable, but Hammond snaps at him that he knows how to read a schematic. Come on. Do you? <laughs> no. <I> know. <laughs>
1: you know how to make a dinosaur park? I know. That. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Grant, Lex, and Tim make it across a vast field and come to the 10,000 volt electrified fence. Grant approaches it. When he throws a stick against it and nothing happens and notices that the lights are off, he concludes that the power must be down. He grabs the fence with both hands. When he starts shaking and screaming, Lex and Tim (laughs) freak out, but suddenly Grant stops and offers them a sly smile. Lex. Yeah. yeah lex tells him that it wasn't funny but tim disagrees he says that it was great it really wasn't funny no, no, <laughs> i feel no. like these kids have been <laughs> like he's dead he's dead yeah. too he uh, was our only chance <laughs> <laughs> Grant tries to see if he can pry the fence open so that they can crawl through, but it won't budge. When the T-Rex roars loudly behind them, they snap into action and try to get through the only way they can, by climbing up.
1: So I have to be honest, I do understand that he attempted that, and I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Tim could Superman (laughs) through that. He Thank could. you. Yeah. Very easily.
2: <laughs> I was looking at it too and I was like, man, I bet they could fit yeah. through the there. The kids? Yeah. yeah. You and have to climb. You
1: can climb. Yeah. Up. yeah. But you're fine. And that
0: one have saved us something that yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord.
0: <laughs> but back in the shed, Ellie has come to a dead end Hammond realizes that there should have been a right turn somewhere, but Malcolm snatches the walkie from him. He tells Ellie to look up. There should be a network of cables above her, all leading in the same direction. She just needs to follow that. Ellie runs her flashlight along the ceiling, and he's right. She follows it. Grant, Lex, and Tim make their way up the fence. Lex challenges Tim that she could probably make it up and down the other side before he even makes it over. Grant tells him to calm down because it's not a race. This going to be because he's like, no, guys, slow yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> the power's going to be off forever.
3: <laughs> yeah. Got all goes, the time in the world. <laughs> <goes, laughs> Slows
0: again. <laughs> Back in the shed, however, Ellie has followed the pipes and cables to a box that says high voltage. At the fence, Grant and the kids make it over and start the slow descent down the other side, with Grant urging them to be careful <laughs> and take their time. Yeah,
2: <laughs> this all
0: seems like it's going a little too smooth right now. Yeah, I yeah, know. I'd say. On the walkie, Hammond advises that she can't throw the main switch manually. She'll have to pump the primer handle to get it to charge. Ellie finds it and pumps it four times until it reads as charged This made me laugh because I was like, oh, at least that'll buy them some time to get down. And she's like, it's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Hammond tells her that there's a round green button that says push to close. Her finger hovers over it until Hammond tells her to push it, and she does. At the fence, Grant and Lex make their way down to the bottom, but Tim is still climbing down. An alarm sounds, and the lights on the fence begin to flash. Hammond tells Ellie that there are buttons for each individual fence in the park to be armed again. He tells her to push them and she gets to work doing so. She starts at the top. The very last one at the bottom is the perimeter fence where Tim is still hanging on.
1: They're very lucky that they designed the system with so much suspense in mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Grant and Lex yell at Tim that he needs to get down now Grant tells him to jump, but Tim is too afraid, despite Grant promising to catch him. Ellie is moving quick down the panel, and Grant decides that he'll just go up and get him. Tim finally says he'll count to three, but as he's slowly doing (laughs) so, Ellie reaches the perimeter fence. Tim counts to two, and the fence is armed. (laughs) (laughs) sparks fly and tim is thrown backwards by the current and grant catches him and they fall to the ground lex screams for her brother and grant realizes that he's not breathing yeah but on
2: the cool man that shot when we're seeing from tim where he's at if he let go grant wouldn't have caught his ass
0: probably not he fucking <laughs> fell. So but dude, i think that you've got a better chance of falling on the grass than 10,000 fucking vaults. Yeah,
1: and he fell on the grass anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Volts?
0: I think I said vaults. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he was vaulted. Yeah, he was, <laughs> So you're right. Um, I was just I I did not in a million years think that they were <laughs> think that they were going to zap this child. I thought it was going to be the last second. Yeah, yeah. he's going to fall into Grant's arms and we see like sparks or something, but he,
0: he he's like flung oh yeah
1: it's he's like he's got superpowers now (laughs) (laughs) this kid's the flash or whatever Lex is like now he's never gonna try anything new again (laughs) get electrocuted (laughs) once
0: but all of the lights switch on overhead in the shed and Ellie happily reports to Hammond that she thinks they're back in business her celebration is short lived though when a screeching dinosaur pokes its head through the fence behind her she screams and runs locking herself behind a gate it's a, it's a raptor. Yeah. Let me yeah. be specific. The scary one. Yeah. <laughs> right. When Arnold's hand plops onto her shoulder, she is relieved until she turns around and the arm is revealed to be disembodied.
1: Okay, so I had a range of emotions going through this. Oh,
0: my God. It
1: made me laugh originally because she thought it was a reassuring hand on her shoulder. Oh, thank God. It's Arnold. But then I was like, oh, this is quite graphic. Like That was very surprising. Mm -hmm. He's a a severed arm.
0: A fucking raptor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did read in an article that Arnold was supposed to have like a pretty gruesome death scene with like multiple raptors. Good Lord. But... The I guess the set that they had made for it was destroyed in that hurricane. Mm. Uh, so he dies off screen, which is a tragedy because
1: it's Samuel Jackson.
0: Yes. And he was cool as shit. He was. Oh, yeah. But she stares at the bloody end of his arm before dropping it. The raptor removes the gate and Ellie limps away. She's able to make it outside and slam the door behind her. She continues running until she slams the door on the fence, separating the shed from the trees. Free from her pursuer, she sobs. Muldoon continues his hunt, moving quietly through the trees. When he finally finds the raptor, he readies the gun and lines up his shot. The raptor in front of him targeted, he is startled by another one jumping out of the trees next to him. He only has a moment to call the creature a clever girl before he is knocked down and promptly eaten. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I literally... I... okay. You think iconic moments in Jurassic Park. Yeah. You remember, clever girl. Yeah. You remember it, but you don't remember it being the last words before he gets eaten. Literally. I thought that he said that, and then it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shot. Yeah. I didn't think he was mauled in front of our very eyes.
2: Right. Well, yeah. well we were told at the beginning how they hunt, Yeah. and- we see it in action.
0: It's just sad because he was the only one who had I know Grant too, but he had the proper reverence for these creatures. Yeah. And for his arc to be <laughs> devoured by <laughs> like tricked and then devoured by yeah. them.
1: By those creatures.
0: That's, that's not fair. No,
1: it was it was shocking. Yeah.
0: And to have two gruesome deaths in a row again. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the first raptor just watches as a snake slithers by. And I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's smiling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're high-fiving and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Back by the fence, Grant is giving Tim CPR while Lex stands over them sobbing. Finally, Tim takes an air and coughs. Grant cradles him, praising him. And Tim finally chokes out three. Carrying Tim, Grant and Lex finally make it into the visitor center. Grant sets Tim down on a table and says that they need to get him to a doctor. You think maybe we should get Tim to a doctor. As soon as possible. (laughs) He notes that all of Tim's hair is sticking up, but he calls him Big Tim, the human piece of toast. I thought that was adorable.
1: Yeah. So he's on the other side of the arc. He's, yeah. he's,
0: he's a father now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's legally adopted these yeah. children.
0: <laughs> but he promises to be back soon and leaves the center. Tim immediately gets up and singles in on a display of desserts. He is his grandfather's
1: grandson. <laughs> he's like, hold on. I spared no expense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Outside, Grant finds Ellie, who has abandoned her overshirt and looks frantic. Now, I know she was running from the raptor the last time we saw her, but (laughs) it looks like she's been through so much more. (laughs) Now (laughs) He calls out to her happily, but she pleads with him to run. She limps toward him and he runs to her and they embrace.
1: The reunion is very sweet. It is. Yeah. Touched my heart.
0: Yeah. In the visitor center, Lex and Tim are happily chowing down. They smile at each other, but suddenly Tim looks confused. His sister is staring at him, a spoonful of jello halfway between the plate and her mouth, with a horrified expression on her face. Tim's eyes widen as we see the shadow of a raptor wandering behind <laughs> Tim. I was like, Dad, it's in there again! <laughs> <laughs> like, they're everywhere! Yeah, dude. <laughs> They make their way to the kitchen and shut off all the lights before hiding behind a counter. The raptor follows behind, the breath from its nose fogging the small window in the door. In the bunker, Grant arms himself with a gun. He checks that there are only two raptors, asking if Ellie is sure that the third one is contained. She says that it is, unless they figure out how to open doors.
1: Look, (laughs) hasn't enough happened on this island? Literally. We we know they're going to learn.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We cut to the raptor, pressing down on the handle of the kitchen door and letting herself in. Fantastic. Lex whispers to her brother, asking what it is. He identifies it as a velociraptor and Lex shakes in horror, realizing that it's inside. The raptor cries out to her cohort and it quickly joins her. They roam the kitchen, splitting up to cover more ground. They're too fucking smart.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. So their communication, you want to know what that sound is?
0: Well, you said we'd
1: be a little... <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you want to know tea?
1: i guess we have we have to find out i think teach us so
2: and again he is tuning and mixing these sounds and whatever mm-hmm. but the barks of the raptors even some of the screeches are the sounds of tortoises having sex i mean my god <laughs> <laughs> kind of dinosaur like
0: heavens to betsy <laughs> i mean uh, sure
2: they live a long time
0: they do live a long time. I don't know what that has to do. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically dinosaurs. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, I mean, we <laughs> no, had to pick something, right? And no
2: matter what age, they like to
1: get it in. Can it. Like right. And they're turtles, dude. Yeah. Like they're, can we? What happens next, <laughs> man?
0: This is the mummy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was wounded. You were hurt. The
1: 1932 horror classic. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: John Paul and I were doing too much. Uh, yeah. But... Lex and Tim are forced to move, hiding behind counters as they move to avoid the dinosaurs. We see the raptors' huge claws clicking on the floor as they stalk them. A raptor knocks down pots and pans, and Lex and Tim continue to crawl as they crash down on them. They're able to avoid detection and hide behind a counter, but Tim accidentally knocks a metal ladle onto the floor. One of the raptors jumps up onto the counter to get a better look and Lex crawls to the other end, motioning for Tim to follow her, but he's too afraid.
1: Okay, so I got to be honest, when they're just on the prowl, like skulking around, yeah, it's frightening enough. Yeah. When he jumps on the counter, I'd be like, we're dead, sis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's time it. to say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. I need an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just as the raptor closes in on him, Lex taps, drawing their attention away. She pulls him Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Once they start in her direction, she pulls herself into a cabinet out of sight. She's unable to close it, though, and screams as a raptor zeroes in on her. It mistakes her reflection for her, though, and runs face first into the steel, knocking itself over.
1: So it graduated from the s- same school as Ghostface. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just clumsy as hell.
0: Lex takes this opportunity to run. Tim watches all of this, still in the same spot, but he is in sight of the open freezer. He makes a run for it, dragging his injured leg behind him, and the raptor follows. Tim makes a U-turn once he gets into the freezer, and the raptor crashes into the shelves inside. Tim is able to run out of the door and struggles to close it as the raptor tries to leave, too. Lex runs, screaming, and helps Tim slam it shut, using the key on the door to lock the raptor inside. The remaining raptor has gotten to its feet and watches Lex and Tim run. Once in the restaurant, they run into Ellie and Grant. Lex tells them that the raptor is in the kitchen, and Grant readies his gun. But Ellie insists that they get to the control room, and they back away.
1: So just a little bit about the raptors really quick. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever they're entering the kitchen, they're animatronics. They're two dudes in a suit, basically. <laughs> 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 and like the, the different individual parts are being controlled. Yeah. Um, but of course, whenever it jumps on the counter, that's all CG. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, whenever we see them skulking around, they feel such a part of the environment. Yeah. yeah. No matter if it's practical or CG. Yeah. The seamless integration of these raptors, it's just, again, kind of mind-blowing. It Yeah, 1993. Mm -hmm.
0: That's what I'm like, how does it still look so good? Yeah. In the control room, Ellie says that they can call for help once they reboot the system. Grant slams the door shut and bends down to inspect the locks, telling Ellie that she needs to reboot them now. But when he stands back up, the raptor is there, peering at him and breathing fog onto the glass. (laughs) it's too much (laughs) grant stares in horror as the Raptor displays her newly learned ability of opening doors Ellie abandons the computer to help Grant hold the door closed Lex snaps into action calling on her hacker skills she realizes that she knows the system that's being used and says that it tells you everything you just need to find the right file holding the door closed on the Raptor Ellie and Grant try to reach the gun with their feet Ellie can get close, but she'll have to move to get it properly. As Lex travels through the system on the computer, the raptor sticks its hand through. Just as they're about to lose the battle, Lex finds the file and arms every security door in the visitor center. The door slams shut and locks. Lex reports that the security systems are all back online.
1: I just want to say, of course, it's a triumphant victory. Yeah, yeah. But it is very funny to me that we literally had one throwaway line about Lex being a hacker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the second they come here, like I'm a hacker, conveniently. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's do this, and then she saves the day. Well, we yeah. planted it like
0: half an hour ago. So yeah. yeah, literally, <laughs> they were
1: they found the eggs, and she's like, "I'm a hacker." Yeah. <laughs> go, okay, cool. Well, I guess maybe that'll come it's up later. Too- <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad there's no computers around. Yeah. Yeah. if no, only. No.
0: <laughs> That's where I really yeah <laughs> But in the bunker, Hammond and Malcolm are both surprised when the phone rings. Hammond answers and on the other end, Grant tells him that the phones are back on. Hammond asks after the children and Grant assures him that they're fine. He tells him to call the mainland and tell them to send the damn helicopters. The kids beam up at him, but the raptor slams against the glass window. (laughs) Remember me? (laughs) I'm I'm still here and very powerful. (laughs) Hammond is horrified when he hears gunshots on the other end of the phone. After shooting holes into the glass and leaving the gun behind, Hmm. Grant, Ellie, Lex, and Tim use a ladder to climb up into the ceiling just as the raptor breaks through.
2: Yeah, all he had to do was just uh, take that spent shell out.
0: Well, uh, yeah. well, he's like, no time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Leave it behind. Now the Raptor has a gun. Great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, she'll learn how to use yeah. <laughs> it. But as she lands in the control room, Grant kicks the ladder down. That made me <laughs> laugh. <you> yeah.
1: <laughs> is this when we get the shot of the Raptor with the genetic sequence uh, projected on their face? In just a second. Because oh, yeah. that's a brilliant it shot. Really oh, is. Yeah.
0: But Grant finds an open door in the ceiling and starts for it. But the coating of the computer screen reflected on its skin. The raptor is tracking their movement through the ceiling.
1: Just, yeah, yeah, no, it's
0: great. It sticks its head through the tile that Lex is crawling on, lifting her up. She screams, and Grant comes back <laughs> and kicks the raptor in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he's, it's, a, you know, he's like, "What the fuck was that?"
1: I mean, you don't have to reload <laughs> a <laughs> leg, <laughs> and you can, you can do it. <laughs>
0: But the raptor falls and they're able to pull Lex back up before she falls down into the control center. They travel through the open door in the ceiling and when Grant removes the grate to the next room, they're above the giant dinosaur skeleton in the lobby of the visitor center. They climb down the scaffolding and onto the skeleton, but there's a raptor down there waiting for them. With all of their weight on the skeleton, it separates and they individually come crashing down to the ground. The raptor waits for them and Grant grabs Tim and Lex away, shielding them with his body. But as they back away from the first raptor, they are flanked on the other side by another one.
3: Mm.
0: Grant stands guard in front of Ellie and the kids, but there is nothing else to be done. Just before all hope is lost and one of the raptors strike, the T-Rex enters the chat (laughs) and snatches it up. She shakes it around, roaring, and the other raptor attacks to save its friend leaving the fighting to the creatures grant ellie lex and tim run out the front doors and outside
1: this is one of the most unpredictable things i've really? ever seen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the t-rex with the baby face turn and then the raptor, <laughs> The raptor's like
0: you killed my wife or whatever
1: and then they start fighting it's <laughs> you like <killed> my wife <laughs> it's unbelievable because this is like you guys can handle it we're yeah, yeah. yeah. um
0: bye <laughs> uh i did read that the original ending Ellie was going to somehow use the pieces of the skeleton to fall onto the Raptors and kill them that way. Mm, But Spielberg insisted that Rexy was the star of the show. So she needed to come back at the finale. Sam Neill's like, thanks.
1: (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Awesome. But with perfect timing, Hammond pulls up to the visitor center Ellie helps the kids into the back of the car, and as Grant gets in the front next to Hammond, he tells him that after careful consideration, he's decided not to endorse the park. <laughs> Hammond tells him, "So have I," and drives away. Thank God, because I expected him to be like, "No, no, no! We'll yeah, do it right." Yeah, as soon. It's like I bribed you and everything, <laughs> but the kids are alive. It's fine. <laughs> in the visitor center the t-rex vanquishes the raptors and smashes the remaining pieces of the skeleton she stands in its place roaring victoriously as the banner when dinosaurs ruled the earth flutters down to the ground
1: spielberg said he couldn't resist the irony yeah (laughs) it's it's (laughs) great (laughs) it's great
0: at the landing pad ellie helps lex and tim to the helicopter before getting in herself. Grant helps the still injured Malcolm inside before joining Hammond, who is standing alone, taking one last look at his creation. Grant gently grabs his arm and leads him to the helicopter.
1: He's like, there's going to be so many more lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to financially
0: recover from this. (laughs) Inside, he looks longingly at the mosquito suspended in the amber of his cane.
1: It's like, it's just you and me now, Buzz. (laughs) Skeeter. (laughs) Skeeter. What dreams <laughs> we had. It's
3: <Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: his name Doug Funny.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is the origin <laughs> story. <laughs> Somehow. know where it all came from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Ellie sits between him and Malcolm, looking across at Grant, who still sits with both of the kids. Lex and Tim have their eyes closed and rest on Grant's chest and shoulder. She smiles at Grant, who opens his eyes and smiles at her in return before looking lovingly down at the kids and then back up at Ellie. Grant looks out the window at the birds flying majestically over the ocean as the helicopter takes them back to the mainland. It cuts to black. The theme plays in the credits roll. So what did you guys think of Jurassic Park?
2: I really enjoyed this movie, and I will continue to enjoy it (laughs) and love it and cherish it for what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But no, yeah, this movie's great. I feel like this is a movie that is timeless. Like You can watch this movie whenever, in any year, at any time, and it's still great. Mm -hmm. It's, It's so amazing what they did with it. And I I remember I watched a video some time back before we ever even considered about covering Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the YouTube channel is Corridor Crew. Oh, yeah. And what they did was they tried to recreate what they did in Jurassic Park with today's technology. They said they didn't have a big budget, but they did have the know-how how to do it. And they did it. And he was like, it it does, It does. still doesn't look like what they did. <laughs> he was like, we still can't recreate. He goes, even with today's technology, he's like, it still doesn't look as good as what they did.
0: They had real dinosaurs. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to face facts, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But,
2: but I mean, even like that, you, you see even people all this time now are still like we can't do what we can't create that magic again. We can't make it feel like real ass dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And I'm and I know they didn't have all the stuff that they had with the animatronics and all that. But still you would think with today's technology and upgrades, you would be able
1: to do it with your PC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you still can't. I um I think this is gonna be one that goes into the rotation mm-hmm. it's one i don't understand it and you kind of hinted at it at the beginning about having some kind of nostalgia for it yet this not being one of the films that i remember even watching a ton in our childhood yeah i in fact don't remember really watching at all yeah
0: you were told that you watched- i was told yeah. and i <laughs> choose to
1: believe you guys but um no I, I think that this is another one where we talk about the marriage between everything going on in front of the camera behind the scenes the pre-production is incredible that allowed for so much in what we see on film, mm-hmm. yeah, um, just everything was just top notch, everything was working, firing on all cylinders, as they say. Yeah,
0: that was the exact phrase I was thinking. <laughs> when <you were> talking. <laughs> and
1: it's just chock full of iconic moments. Mm-hmm. Whether you've seen Jurassic Park or not, you know, like 99% of this movie. Yeah,
0: you've seen Jeff Goldblum land yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with the shirt open, yes, and the meme ability is just oh, yeah. out of this world. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I really think that it is a cinematic achievement, as I said at the intro. Kind of unbelievable what they were able to do technologically as JP hinted that. Yeah. Um, I'm just very, very impressed by this movie. Of course, I said at the beginning, maybe a little more characterization, but this film is the spectacle. Yes. yes. This is a, a film to watch and just kind of be in awe of and feel like a child as you watch it and enjoy the feeling that it gives you.
0: No, I I completely agree with both of y'all. It's just one of those films that doesn't get old. And like you were saying, John Paul, you can watch it at any time. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how old the movie is. Like it just stays great. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't get old. And then you learn all the behind the scenes stuff about how hard everybody worked and how everybody really seemed to be having fun. You know, how funny is it the memories that they have of Spielberg roaring into a fucking, you know what I mean? Like they were doing the damn thing. And I'm sure that they knew to an extent that this was going to be something, but they couldn't have known that it was going to be what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think we can kind of go into ratings. Mm -hmm. There is something just magical about this. We talked about the nostalgia, even if it's not something that was on repeat as a kid, it gives you just, it's, it's just special in such a weird way that not many films are um i feel like it's got something for everyone i don't think that anybody could genuinely unless you're just trying to be a contrarian sit down and watch jurassic park and be like that movie sucked like yeah. who get out you know what i mean like there's no way there's something for everybody there's the adventure the action the um emotional aspect of especially with uh grant and the kids Mm -hmm. Uh, there's somebody to identify with no matter what point you are in your life when you're watching this um or what kind of person you are you have your hammonds you have your malcolms you know what i mean like
1: i just want to point out that nate gestured at me when she said your malcolms and i really appreciate it
0: i was just uh, i just talked with my hands i'm I'm hurt (laughs) well john paul's in a light color you're in a dark color you know (laughs) You're yeah. Malcolm. You're Malcolm. Hey, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you had logged off, and I could. See it. Um, no, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's just really special, and and that's setting aside all the technological accomplishments. It it just like you said, firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. It delivers for me. I'll say in every possible aspect, and it is just one of those magic films that you know. It just it's evergreen you know mm-hmm. like those poison plants they have <laughs> on that island <laughs> but <laughs> we knew not to eat them yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna fucking eat yeah. them. um <laughs> calm down <laughs> yeah they're sick good. and we don't know why but not it's, it's definitely wasn't the not that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the poison plants um <laughs> But in the in the messaging in it as well, you yes, know, yes, um, uh, Malcolm Time. just constantly he's just spitting fire the mm-hmm. entire film. Um, but I'll stop rambling, and I don't think that it's a surprise to anyone that on a scale from one to ten ruthless Raptors, <laughs> I really feel that I have no choice but to give Jurassic Park ten ruthless Raptors out of ten. It is just one of those special magical moments in cinema that just delivers like it it, you gave us exactly what we came for Mm -hmm. you understood the assignment and you excelled um so i will now open up the floor to you
2: i don't know if there's even much more we can say because we've all said uh how great the movie is and then t i know we watched some of the same videos for it doing research Mm -hmm. and seeing the cast talk how they talked about working with Spielberg and how much fun they had. And then they all, you know, survived that hurricane and they said that it made them stronger together and they felt more connected. And a lot of it that Spielberg was just like, go, and it was like, okay, all yeah. right. I mean, to have that trust in your crew and all that and just be like, no, you guys are doing, you're doing, you're great. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. And not questioning them or whatever and just kind of do it. Not not only that, the Easter eggs in this movie as well. Nidri, his outfits are outfits that the kids wear in the Goonies. Really? Yeah. Oh,
0: shit. That is so cool. The,
2: the yellow rain jacket, the members only jacket, the Hawaiian shirt when he's sitting down. That's all things that Chunk, Mikey, and one of the other kids wear. That's
0: I mean, hilarious. That, uh,
2: the King Kong thing. What is? Who does he fight? He fights the T-Rex. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. I think he's watching Jaws at his fucking computer. Oh, that. Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I did that
2: too. Yeah. <laughs> Me. But I mean, you, you can feel the love in this movie and I know we've talked about it before whether it's a B movie or it's whatever when they put everything into the movie you love it mm-hmm. like we've said with House a lot of times oh, if you yeah. didn't give everything to that performance House <laughs> would have fucking been a different movie <laughs> but instead
0: they, of the greatest th- film of all yes. time are <laughs> we
1: the only group that can immediately connect House to <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park
2: we did well, it all we did. Right. <laughs> all
1: right. great job
2: but <laughs> with all that uh uh, I'm the same way on a scale from 1 to 10 Ruthless Raptors I'm gonna give Jurassic Park a 10 I, I really enjoyed this movie again the lighter ones they get yeah, you know they're not as good but mm-hmm. this one I feel like set the tone and it I hate to say it but it was hard to follow this it was very hard to top something that we were not expecting to be like that and it was like I can't believe what I watched It was the greatest thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> in the
1: world
0: besides house right oh, right i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Um, no, I, I agree with all the positive points. I mean, every, everything was just working perfectly. Cinematography, production design, the technical aspects of it, the cast, the performances, the direction, the score, it's, it's brilliant.
2: Oh, the score. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I read a thing I'm um, and I want to apologize. Um, I can't remember where it was, but they said that the same five notes that are used at the end of this movie are the same five notes that are used at the beginning of, uh,
1: Close Encounters of the Third Kind. No shit. Uh, Yeah. I think John Williams did that too. (laughs) There (laughs) you go. So he's just like referencing himself. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I think it's great. I mean, the only negatives I have really are there, there are a couple of plot holes or at least moments that really, that are set up to mean something. That just kind of go yeah. nowhere.
0: They're like, no, but it's chasing us in the jeep. Yeah, but, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that other.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're the, all these dinosaurs are sick. <laughs> 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 Who cares? <laughs> he sneezed in a kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. fine. The plants they're everywhere. Um, also, uh, again, the the characterization portion. But I mean, you know, I I personally I know that I'm going to grow the, to love this movie more. Me sitting here at this moment, I personally cannot give Jurassic Park a 10. And I know...
0: Cut his... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
1: But I mean, it's it's fantastic and it's, it's a brilliant film. It's one that is a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to watch it. For sure. Because it is important cinematically. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, out of 10 Ruthless Raptors, I am going to give Jurassic Park 9.5 out of 10 Ruthless Raptors. Cause there's very little to take away from it that you're like, ah, they probably should have. Yeah, but, I mean, if we're really, I mean, we, we had like three scenes setting up these sick ass dinosaurs, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're just
0: like, mm, nah. so they're like, that T Rex ate the fucking Raptors <laughs> dude. Watch it. <laughs> Why dude. are you still thinking about that triceratops? <laughs> a <laughs> well, sneeze, though, dude, it was- <laughs> it's
1: gross. <laughs>
0: Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Jurassic Park and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the ThePodmortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at MWH. Thanks again to Original Cinematic for sponsoring this week's episode. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember... The advancements of technology still pale in comparison to the awesome power of nature. Never forget who's really in charge. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Woo! Yeah! We're getting better. There
3: we go, yeah.
0: A special thank you to... Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Lala Thomas, Travis and Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Jennifer Perez, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rezac, Molly Gerhart, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggy, William Berry, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Eden, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Liz Heath. Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itty M,
2: Gary Horton, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Livy Fun, Mandy M, Scott Troutman Wise, Towton Watson, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Nick Spill, Emma Hagel Kissinger, Valerie G, Emiliana, Brian Glass, CB, Maya Nochez, Taylor Santana, Will Lewison, Angelique, Smelly Poo Poo Head, Beth Bauer, Ben Coons, Cookie, Esperanza J, Jason Cow OKC, Joshua Rumley, Danielle Peralta, Hannah R, Brandon, Nicholas Carter, Sawyer Reese Farr, Dr. Diva Loves Horror, Girl That's Scary, Cassandra, Andrea Simmons, Ashley Hagetta, William and Dina Rush, Ryan Brahm, Megan Ochoa,
1: Laura Lasseter, Natalie de Guzman, Eileen O, Marissa E, Sydney, Henry F, Megan M, Christy Beck, Nancy and Andy, Amanda Lopez, Andy Terrell, Jason Hanovan, ML Tafoya, Abigail Spitzer, Katie K, Erica Morin, Cameron S., Nicole Stewart, Tris Wynn, K.87, Mariah Jensen, Carrie A., Lonnie Lono, Powell, Kayla E, Maggie H, Fernando Dominguez, Murder Stina, No Thanks Tom Hanks, Kevin McGonigal, Kristen Marcy, Ori 81 Bariqua, Look Like That One Girl, Bog Boy, and Montez Sham Wow.
0: Hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thank
1: you all so much.
0: Yes. Now, is this all for y'all? You bet Jurassic is. (laughs) (laughs) That's very, very good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I thought I was going to get booed out of there. No, (laughs) no, no. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Until next time.